Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is Joe. I was clicking stop it. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you want me to add? Well, I don't want people to think that my clicking went out of rhythm because my clicking was good and you ruined it. How about a bit of this? That's more my speed. I like it. What? Did the news. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, with me as always is the jazziest co-host, probably <laughs> right. in this room, That's Nick right. Mason. You want, to, you want me to walk out some news with the bass? Please. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. It's jazz time on the podcast, folks. You one of those guys who are going to do two instruments at once with the mouth? Or not, whatever? No, no, not even one at You're all. You're no Joel Turner. That's right. Good there's reference. A, thank you. Now, in weeks past, James, you've been like, that reference is too local. That's too local. That's like a 2004 like Australian Idol reference or something. That's too local. It is too local, but yeah. I don't regret it. Because no. I want people to know all of our Aussie larrikins and legends, Mason. All our culture. Exactly, all of our culture, yeah. So, Mason, this Anyways, week. it's great to be here. But, hey, speaking well, of this what, week. What? It's great to be here, but it was also great to be on the Lawmen podcast. Oh, my God, were you on a podcast? No, I wasn't a podcast. So, some time ago, I, re- uh, I recommended a podcast that I enjoy listening to uh, when I'm walking to and from work. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Lawmen podcast. That's the only podcast. time, is it? That's, that's a good time to, you know, take in the sites and listen to a podcast. I'm glad. Same sites every time. There's a shop. You know? Yeah. There's a shop I walk past. There's that probably shop. Walk, probably walk past that later. Yeah. On the way back. Yeah. But anyway, it's a podcast all about uh, local legends. 
Oh, and folklore from days there? of yore. You're not on there. Oh. oh, I see what you're saying there, right? Thank you. No, if, if they were going to because I'm a weird freak. If they're going to mention any local legend, it'd be I Joel. Live in the it'd woods. be Joel Turner. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be Joel Turner, obviously, <laughs> and his modern day poets. <laughs> uh, but it's about uh, local legends, specifically, uh, sort of you know a lot, a lot of English folklore and ghosts yes. and goblins and ghouls and headless horsemen and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and I find it absolutely delightful. Right. Uh, and uh, so James Shakeshaft, who's one half of the podcast, reached out and said, do you want to be on the podcast? And I said yes, and it's taken me a long time to get organized so we can do the podcast. I hear you, man. But uh, I went on uh, James and Alastair Beckett-King, and uh, James told me, told us all about uh, the uh, some some spooky tales of the town of Northampton, mm-hmm. which is, of course, most famous for being where Alan Moore is from. That's right. They is should it call all... it Moorthampton. That's great. That's good. Uh, was it, was That's the... fresh content, by the way. I didn't say that on the podcast. Really? I didn't think of it until <laughs> like a week later. Is it too late? To, it is uh... too late. Come on, maybe. Yeah. Good email. So are you uh, – so what's the thing in Northampton? Spooky geese. <laughs> you could have said regular geese and that's fine. Not spooky geese. Okay, well, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I had a, a good old time, so people should listen to that, I reckon. I will. I can't listen to it, obviously, because I was on it. Yeah. And I can't listen back. So if everybody else could listen in my place. It's illegal. It would, be, it would be illegal. That's, that's right. why I got Collings to start editing these. Yeah, that's right. every time I listened to it, yeah, the yeah, police yeah. would turn up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. What basically. are you listening to, they'd say, and you'd go, the weekly plan, and they're like, we haven't heard of that. Joel Turner? <laughs> well, we've heard of that. <laughs> We are perpetually stuck in 2004. Our musical taste is stuck in 2004. <laughs> so, as is mine. Now, Mason, this week we've got two great movies to talk about, equally great. Love it. Tom York is also from, uh, from Northampton. Oh, really? Yeah. Great. From Radiohead. Oh, I thought he was like a friend of yours. No, no, no. No, because no, it just sounds so generic as a, <gasps> of a name and probably wow. person. Wow. Probably just looks like a tadpole that somebody's drawn a face on, I reckon. <laughs> no? Wow. No? I can't believe you don't love Radiohead. He look, I heard. Even after all of my insistence that you do love Radiohead. You said he looks like discount Chris Martin. I did not say that. You did say that and, he before, and he's not as good as Chris Martin. That's what you said. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't know because I've never heard them. I said Radiohead is home brand Coldplay is what I said. <laughs> You're twisting my words. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to talk about the movie 65 and Scream 6, mm-hmm. which is pretty exciting. But, of course, we've got some news up top Ooh. leading up to that, which will be time-coded below, including... James Gunn direct, directing Superman confirmed. Oh, James Gunn certainly reading a, something, watching. Was he watching something this he was, week? What, he was, had a Superman comic or book or something or mug. He did that, but he also, I believe, he posted a photo of himself watching maybe the Richard Donner. Oh, he did the Superman Donner. Too, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. The MCU has uh, got its first solely created hit superhero outside of the comics, apparently. Oh, and outside of Agent Coulson. Yeah, which, uh, that's my example of like, I don't know if that's strictly true, Mason, no. but we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, and then we've got to talk about the Disney Disney's Thursday presentation call for Morgan Stanley 2023's Technology, <laughs> Me- Techno- Tech- Technology Media and Telecom Conference. That, I love that. Where Bob Igers talks about some Star Wars stuff or whatever. Who uh, who Who's the Embracer Group? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. That's big Embracer Group vibes One there. of our favourites. Mm-hmm. John Berenthal is back, but as the Punisher. Oh, just not in life. No. Hey, everybody, I'm back. Tra- I left my wallet at this cafe. <laughs> I'm back, though. John Bernthal's back. We're also going to talk about trailer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. That's right. Then we're going to talk about a Zorro remake. Then some Warner Brothers stuff in relation to the Suicide Squad kill, uh, Kills the Justice League. 
then Batman Animated News, and then something leaked at Warner Brothers, and then we're going to briefly talk about Bigger Joker, and then we're going to talk about Patty Jenkins. And <laughs> oh, I, th- I, for, I was confused for a moment, but I, I know what you mean by Bigger Joker. Yeah, <laughs> Patty Jenkins' uh, Rogue Squadron thing. And we've got some Red Dwarf news. Yeah, that's right. In the uh, Maybe that'll the be letters. my one bit of news. Let's, let's save it for them then. Okay. Anyways, Mason, this first bit of news, I know we talked about James Gunn specifically watching Superman, etc., but Comic Pop... The YouTube channel. Well, there's two There's two channels. Oh, yes. So there's Comic Pop and Comic Pop Returns, and both are amazing. Sal runs them uh, with Tiffany. It's incredible. There's two other guys on there. What are their names? <laughs> I don't know. Incredible. Is this a test? Yeah, it's Ethan and Ben. Okay, terrific. Uh, yeah. You're going to wait around that or? No, no. Terrific. That was, that was embarrassing for you. I oh. knew. It was a test for you. Okay, right. I watch this stuff all the time. Anyway, Sal is great. And he also uh, accidentally broke a scoop and then had to remove the video. <laughs> oh, my So goodness. basically he was speaking to Tom King, uh, famous comic book uh, creator. And he, Tom King, he was asking about like what's the creative process for, uh, for the DCU and the writer's room and all I of that. See. And he just straight up confirmed that James Gunn will write and direct the Superman movie. Uh-oh. Uh, so, yeah. Cat's out of the bag. Yeah, that's right. I you mean, can't take that pee out of the pool, can you? Well, no. He did remove the video. Uh, yes. I spoke to him about it. I'd be like, can I talk about this? And he was like, yeah. What, is he going to remove everybody's eyes and memories? Yeah, exactly. Can't do it, can you? Superman can with a big mm. kiss. Now, does this suggest that perhaps Tom, Tom King was not supposed to say that? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Do you think he's fired yeah. from something? Yeah, he's fired Maybe from everything. all things. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Well, he just finished Human Target, so. Exactly, and that's great. That's great. So, so yeah, but I just want to quickly say, like, if you want like incredible interviews with a bunch of comic creators, he's done one with like done multiple ones with like Mark Wade, Patton Oswalt's in there, Todd McFarlane, Greg Capullo, the recent one as mentioned with Tom King, which is going up again later. He's editing that bit out, but it's going up later this nice. week. If you want like an It'll be ins- a title card that says we edited out the bit where Tom King said <laughs> that James Gunn is writing and directing the Superman movie. That's we edited it out for legal reasons and because we didn't want to embarrass Tom King. <laughs> so, yeah, Comic Pop and Comic Pop Returns, well worth uh, a look, Mason. Oh, yes. So there you go. I'm happy with that. James Gunn, I think, has got a really good track record and there's no reason for me to think he won't make a good Superman movie unless he do- doesn't, in which case I knew it. Now, here's a question. Yeah. How does Tom King know that he's writing and directing? Because he's movie? involved in – well, he's he wrote Superman, Woman of Tomorrow. Which, no, he didn't. He, wrote, he didn't write Superman, Woman of Tomorrow. That doesn't even make sense. No. What's the thing that he wrote? He wrote Superman Up in the Sky. Yeah, he wrote that. Okay, which, yeah, and he's yeah. just – I think he's just – you know, he, he's involved. He's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. It's just not – I don't know if he's in the zeitgeist. Yeah, I think he's in the area. What do you think a zeitgeist is? What do you think it is? I'll tell you if you're right. Let's do a little standoff here. Okay. Well, we both – Why don't we wait till the end of the show? And then reveal what we both think the zeitgeist is. neither of us will Google it quickly. Okay. Mason – so here's something. It's exciting. a big suit. It's like a like the mask wears. <laughs> yeah, he wears that big zeitgeist. There's a big zeitgeist. Yeah, it's yeah. yellowest stuff. Well, that's what I think. Big also, hat with the I feather didn't, in it. I didn't even have to Google big watch it. Watch chain and yeah. two tone shoes. This is zeitgeist. <laughs> I agree. Mason, it's smoking. It is smoking. Yeah, bad movie though. Mason, <laughs> disagree. It's some MCU's. MCU I love news. that. Yeah. yeah, they are going to release its first solely created superhero. Now, as in, this is a character made exclusively for the MCU. This is a character called Kahori. Probably like Marvel Snap. Probably like Marvel Snap, yeah. Probably for Marvel, for Marvel yeah, Snap, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just a pack of cards. They're going oh. to look, look, look at all these Marvel Snap characters that we've given gems to for this game. Terrific. I People love it. like it. They like People it. like the game. Uh-huh, I agree. I've had opportunities to promote it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, and I think it's... We can tell you what it is. With, yeah? Mm-hmm. Go on. We... 
As in me and you. No, I'm, I'm in the character of mine. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, we can tell you. Oh, we can tell you. And we'd and give you money and also would... Yeah, I mean, that's all good. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've kind of dropped off a lot of the, the YouTube commercial ads because mm. it's just a fucking hassle, to be honest. Just going back and forth with a marketing agency and they're like, can you say this? Hey, you know how we said to say this? Say this. And I'm just like, I'm just not, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Go to Big Sandwich. Sign up there and I'll, I'll stop doing ads on YouTube. So Marvel, presumably at this point, is, is caved and they're giving us $9 a month. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, he said it. All right. Yeah. Anyways, this character of Kahori, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it exactly, but it's going to be introduced. Uh, she's going to be introduced in What If? I see. And this episode asks the question, what would happen if the Tesseract fell to Earth and landed in the Sovereign? Uh, I cannot say this word, but it's... Spin uh, it around. I'll have a look. Oh, with utmost confidence. I'll say it. Yeah, you say it. Oh, I've made a horrible mistake here. No, you have to do it now. Okay. How Denisorni Confederacy. That is very disrespectful. Mm. I would never have done that, obviously. Before the colonization of America and the Tesseract takes on a new life and a new mythology, transforming a lake into a gateway to the stars and leading Kahori, a young Mohawk woman, on a quest to discover her power. So this is an episode written by Ryan Little. And the character is developed in close collaboration with members of the Mohawk Nation, like historian Doug George and language expert Cecilia King. So there you go. Exciting. So Uh, the character design looks cool. Looks good, doesn't it? Mm. I think it's Amber Midthunder. From the movie Prey. Prey is uh, voicing it, I believe. I think I saw that. Uh, If not. Well, you know, and people. If not, I'm wrong. Immediately upon seeing Prey, they were like, why don't they get her in the MCU? And people were like, she's already done a Marvel thing. And they're like, just do another thing. Do a second thing. Do a second thing. So this is a character I could imagine if they've cast her, could jump over to live action if need be. Which is where, which is the only thing that counts. It's true. It's the only real and good thing in my life, Mason. MCU <laughs> content. Yes. Speaking of, go on. Uh, this comes via Disney's Thursday presentation at Morgan Stanley's 2023 Technology. Te- damn it! I fucked it up again, Mason. Well, they 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 expect that, so you have to say it over and over. You're again. right, and it gets embedded in our minds. We Brand. go something, something, Marvel, Morgan Stanley, something. It's in the zeitgeist. It's in the zeitgeist. Here. Yeah. That's right. Bob Iger came out in a <laughs> leopard print suit. <laughs> This comes via Disney's Thursday presentation to Morgan Stanley's 2023. His financials are smoking, he said. Thank you, because that could be a a chat to take a breath. Technology, media, and telecom conference. So Bob Iger was talking about the future of Marvel and Mm. specifically Star Wars, but more, no, just Marvel. He said, Marvel, there were 7,000 characters. There are a lot more stories to tell. What we have to do is look at Marvel. Marvel is not necessarily is the volume of storytelling, but how many times we go back to the well on certain characters. What if it was like, listen, it's the volume of storytelling. How many stories can we How tell? Many, quality irrelevant. <laughs> We're just going to, just an absolute barrage. <laughs> a waterboard of Just an absolute, <laughs> absolute, just an absolute unending torture of bad. We're going to get the AI to write it. They should change it to MCUGB, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of Great Britain. Bay. <laughs> oh. Same thing, am I right? Because torture. Whoa! He'll say anything. I'll say anything. Anyway, he said, sequels typically work well for us, but do you need a third or fourth or is it time to turn to other characters? So that's the first part. Mm-hmm. Presumably, mm-hmm. do you reckon that could be like Thor related? Like, could do be we Thor need, related. Could be Ant-Man related. It is related? 100% Ant-Man related. <laughs> Ant-Man, what have you done? Here's the thing also. He also said Solo's disappointing box office gave us pause on Star Wars. We're being very careful there. Is this the same? Uh, yeah. Well, that it is the Morgan the Stanley meeting. Technology Media and Telecom yeah. Conference, which is interesting. Mm. Maybe the cadence was a little too aggressive. We're going to make sure when we make one, it's the right one. So we're going to be very careful there. I mean, sure, but it's interesting. 
They've, he's gone it back. It was like five years ago. He's gone. It's interesting. He's gone back to Solo and not Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, which I think is much worse. I completely agree. And also, the reason that I think these, I think maybe the reason he's looking at Solo as the big loss is because it costs so much to make, but it costs so much to make because they filmed it twice. Yeah, well, exactly. So, but if you look at like the ill will that people have towards Star Wars, and it's not everybody. For example, I live for live-action Star Wars content. I don't know if you know that, know Mason. That. Yeah, it's the yeah. only thing that's important in my life. Uh-huh. I don't know if you know that, Mason. I'm very aware. The different brands in front of me, and this is the one I like. That's right. Is that, peop- like, it's the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, and I, I, I like The Last Jedi, but and and the people's, you know, also perception of that. It's not Solo. Solo came and went. Yeah. People mm. don't think about it. Yeah, and yet he's chosen to put it in here. Yeah, because you're right, it's the it, money thing. And But is it also because they don't want to admit their most recent thing was bad? Well. Most recent-ish thing was bad. We should tell them. We should, should jump in on the call. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Iger. Dad, you yeah, would say. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this then because things were in the middle of it because Variety are reporting that both Patty Jenkins's Rogue Squadron movie and Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie, they're not in active development, but Taika Waititi's is still in development and he's going to take on a role similar in prominence to what he played uh, when he played Hitler. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, in the movie where he played Hitler. Yes, yes. What do you think of that? Uh, well, I mean... The Patty Jenkins thing is not surprising. I, Kevin... think, they just, I think they just forgot they cancelled it. <laughs> they were like, we're going to announce something. We get, Look, we, uh, we cancel a bunch of stuff, but I, it's like when you leave your house and you're like, did I forget one thing? Yeah. And they're like, we forgot to say we're going to cancel that thing. We should have cancelled it. We cancelled it a long time ago, technically. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's exciting, isn't it? Very exciting. It's interesting that the Taika Waititi one is staying. Like, why the Kevin Feige one? Is it because he's too busy with the Marvel stuff that's it happening? It must be, and, right? Yeah. Unless this is Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yeah. Uh, like, maybe it is. Maybe the, maybe the, you know, the... You're on thin ice, Feige. Maybe the thin ice that every other creator has been uh, dumped onto in the past with regards to Star Wars stuff has finally made its way up to Feige. I think it's very possible that what they've done that he's come back in because he's back, your dad. He's not at as many family dinners because he's doing this. Mm. He's sorting brands, mm. and I love that about him. I love it also. <laughs> I love this bit. It's not, as, it's not as fruitful for comedy, I think, as maybe we initially thought it would be. Oh, really? When we... I disagree. Okay. I reckon we could just keep doing it forever. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's no skin off my bloody nose. I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> he probably looked at the scope of everything was happening mm-hmm. and went, is the best use of Kevin Feige to do a Star Wars thing uh-huh. or to kind of write the Marvel ship and like streamline all their stories so there's not a new Marvel thing every week. Mm, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And maybe it's just a sign of maybe they're doing clean slate Star Wars. I know there's been talk that maybe Kathleen Kennedy will leave soon, which wouldn't surprise me because it's been 10 plus years now mm-hmm. since she's taken over. So she probably will step down in the next right. year or couple years. They're probably like, we'll give you a huge payout. Yeah, you know? exactly. You take it. You take your 10 years. But you need payout. it. I yeah. mean, you know. She's probably up for long service leave. No doubt. Take three months off. Take a, <laughs> that's right. Or six months on half pay, you Maybe know. Maybe do a Contiki tour. Maybe do a little Contiki tour, sure. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised by cancelling of Star Wars. And look forward to more of it in the near future, Mason. <laughs> Because uh, that's what you like. The one thing you like the most is cancelling Star Wars stuff. I kind of do. It's what you live for. It's what you love. <laughs> oh, I love whatever brand is in front mm. of me and whatever they're doing with it. But uh, the surprising thing, I think, is maybe the Taika Waititi thing. Mm. Still in, still creating. He's going to be in it also. Yeah, apparently, yeah. So, you know, yeah. I think he could make a great Star Wars movie or whatever it is. Sure. Could be a mobile game. Yeah. And also, I'm not as invested in Star Wars as I am Marvel stuff. So yeah. if it turns out to be awful, no skin off my bloody nose, I tell you that much. That's true. Mm-hmm. Look, I think he's generally like a great director. And I know we, d- we didn't love Thor, Love and Thunder. 
You loved it. I, no, I didn't. It I didn't like, like it at all. I thought it was awful. <laughs> but I think pretty much like most of his other stuff, I thought it's like good and above, you know. Mm. So, yeah. but I feel like the scuttlebutt is he succumbed to some sort of Hollywood madness. <laughs> okay, don't so you feel scuttle- that way? <laughs> Wait, is that something you think or just the I think scuttlebutt? The internet, I think the internet thinks that. I think the internet is like he's gone Hollywood mad. I thought he'd be too old to succumb to Hollywood madness, but I guess it can affect anybody. I think he's gone. I think he's just like. Well, maybe this is my only chance to have Hollywood madness. Yeah, I'm going to so do I better, it. So I better, you know. I don't think if I was in Hollywood, I don't think I'd take advantage of Hollywood madness. No, you, you simply wouldn't? I'm weak like that, Mason, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just don't think I could lean into it. Oh, you think it, it's not It's not so much that you were so strong-willed you wouldn't. It's just they'd be like, hey, you want to come out and party? There's going to be drugs. And, and you'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh. Call my kids in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because of time zones. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to don't want to do big drugs with you. I also don't want to do brunch because brunch is too early. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do lunch maybe because i got to drive all the way out there. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's my whole day because I have to drive back as well. LA traffic and yeah. I just, I don't know, it's the wrong side of the road here for me. Mm. No, thank you. No Hollywood madness for me. Uh, anyways, let's get back to this investor call, which you love. I love it. There's nothing in en- – this is Bob Iger continuing. Who's your dad? Yep, That's good stuff. Bit. There's nothing really in any way inherently off in terms of Marvel's brand. Do you think that's true? I think it's like the amount is is off. It's the amount. And I, I was thinking about this this week. I feel like the the thing the, the things that sort of cemented Marvel as a, as a kind of a, a, a brand that people really love is kind of the same thing that's dragging it down now. What's that? Like – when everyone goes, whoa, what happened? Precis- well, look yeah, at, that, that just this. happened. Exactly. <laughs> like the, the I, I feel like it was the what, – what, what tipped Marvel over the line, I think, initially to mainstream audiences, like not like niche comic book audiences, mm. was the fact that they were kind of quippy and a little bit disdainful of the whole situation. And they'd look at something and go, that's dumb, but I'm going to do it. Well, exactly. Like the – you know, in the Avengers when if, – if you – jumped on the MCU with the Avengers. You'd not seen it before. Yeah. And all of a sudden Thor is there with his, you know, his cape and his hammer and his maybe his little hat or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, this is ridiculous. And then Iron Man's like, oh, does Point Mother – break and whatever. What is it? Yeah, and I'm like, does Mother know you wear with her drapes or whatever? Yeah. And you'd be like, ah, I knew it. It does look stupid. I was And the right. cool guy in the movie said it's stupid. Yeah. I'm on board with this kind of thing. Yeah. But I think now the constant self uh, – what's the word? Referential, yes, the constant self self referential zeitgeist, exactly. It's in the ether, Mm, it is in the ether. I tell you that much. (laughs) But I think maybe that was one of the gems. Oh, uh, I think that's maybe hamstring it a little at this point. People like you will be like Hemsworth. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, you would. We're free associating. Yep, he's got hamstrings. Hemstrung. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Liam Hemstrung. (laughs) But I think it's that you know it's it's people like. Maybe could we be, be a little bit more sincere? Like, you know, the, yeah. the like Top Gun, for example. That's yeah. done huge numbers. Avatar's done huge numbers. They're very sincere. They're jokey sometimes, but they're – So you think the tone needs to I shift? Maybe they, maybe they need to change this tone somehow. I think, like there might have to be a gradual shift. Yeah. You know? Maybe you're right. I, I, think, mean, I think this idea that he's talked about earlier where sequels, like maybe it's not a good idea to go back third and fourth time. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely okay because I think one of the strengths of the leading up to the end of phase – Whenever, whenever, right now. whatever happened, uh-huh. we had a pretty clear indication of who were the main players. Are. That's true. And even this far into this latest phase, who's in charge? Kang. Yeah, I guess. But like, and Kevin Feige. Yeah, but they, they. So I think you know, like they kind of built that whole movie around Kang, and this mm. is the new threat and whatever. Uh-huh. And I don't know whether that fully like comes together at the end. But the marketing yeah. seemed the selling point of that movie was 
this big thing is coming and then at the end it's like, okay, is it? I mm. guess. And then it's like... But in a way it was a very little thing. But the, well, very good. But then they're like, well, Brie Larson, who's in charge? Is it is it Brie Larson and Bendit Cumberbatch? Is it the Hulk still? Oh, like who's even on the Avengers anymore? Yeah, exactly. Like mm. Captain America's gone, which is fine. I don't mind either. He, like he's gone, Iron Man's gone. Chadwick Boseman is dead. Scarlett Johansson has stepped away. Mm-hmm. You know, like Thor's around, I guess, but he's not like in charge because mm. he's a goose. Some of the Guardians are going to die because their contract yeah, expired. that's right, exactly. You're absolutely right. So, and I think that can all be resolved when you bring out an Avengers movie and you put Tom Holland in the front and he goes, I'm the boss. Mm. And, you know, and then I'll... But, <laughs> yeah, you sure are like Yeah, it's not that I don't enjoy like all of these characters because most of them, I, well, I would even say all of them, like I do, but I do feel like that... You need you need sequels and like to to, to cross pollinate mm, absolutely to kind of know what 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 is it mm. yeah I reckon Midnight Suns Wong is the leader cool yeah love that pretty good right yeah uh, anyway the rest of this quote yes I think we're having from well, the earnings call yes the Morgan Stanley earnings call <laughs> yes. I think we have to look at what characters or stories we're mining and if you look at the trajectory of Marvel over the next five years we're going to see a lot of newness we're going to turn. Uh, back to the Avengers franchise, but with uh, but with a whole different set of Avengers. And this I don't even mind. Mm-hmm. But also that's not true necessarily because, like, you've got Hemsworth, you've got Ruffalo, you've got mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. These are characters from, like, previous generations yes. of whatever. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I also don't know. Vision? Don't know. Where's he? I don't know. Where is Vision? <laughs> Where's yeah. their Vision? Great. The Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future. Just less stuff is fine, mm. you know? Just less stuff. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I think you'll have bigger returns. I found that with my YouTube channel. But I'm just like, I'm not going to do trailer breakdowns every week. I'm just going to be like, is you got way more comments and people going, where's your trailer breakdowns? I didn't get that Where many. are they? <laughs> well, look forward to them. I've I feel- bought some bots. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, let's move it along to more MCU stuff. All right. John Berenthal will play the Punisher again. In Daredevil Born Again. Did you know that? I did know that, actually, yeah. Well. Good. Love it. Uh, so. How's the, how's the MCU Punisher going to be in terms of, you know. It, it, what does he do? What does he do? Yeah. You know? It's going to be 18 episodes. It's mm. going to be next year. And apparently Deborah Ann Wall and uh, Alden Henson as Karen Page and Foggy Nelson will not be returning. Now, is that true or is it simply that they were not on the released, like the call sheets that oh, we've seen? Oh, well, that's a great point. I probably got clickbaited. You might have got clear. Well, that's that's what I wanted because it, it didn't say nobody involved in Marvel specifically said they will not be back as far as I know. It's yeah. just we got some, I think maybe some leaked call sheets or something like that and, mm. and Berenthal was on there but they weren't. So it's like yeah. maybe. Who's to blame for this? That's a great question. Feige, I guess. Daredevil, I'll put him in the Avengers. That's well, a good, yeah. that's a character. That's that a character. That oh, that's a character. But that's what I mean. Like there are a bunch of characters in this. Where it's like you could easily build an Avengers team and then some out of That's this true. and just kill half. Yeah. And then which they, they knock did. Them right off. They did in the yeah, previous yeah. movie. But for reals. Yeah, but for real. But like there's plenty here, but what does that look like? Like who's I mean, I guess they're building to it. Anyway, as long as there's infinite movies. As long as there's infinite movies, right? Yeah. That's right. Trailers are fine. Oh, Daredevil, good. Punisher, good. Yeah. I'm just very I'm very curious in, you know, a character who is you know, his signature extreme violence, what are they going to do with it in the MCU? More violence. Turn, you think more violence? I could pair him up with like, I mean, I know he's going to be with Daredevil, but pair him up with someone you wouldn't. Like put him with Thor or like Doctor Strange. When they, you know that's happening yeah. in the comics. So mm-hmm. They have a cool, weird interdimensional story yeah, together. Yeah. Team him up with Flash Thompson. Yep. MCU Flash Thompson. Team him up with Groot. Nice. Baby Groot. 
Because that's cute. <laughs> Got to keep him in his Team him pocket. up with Grogu. <laughs> something <laughs> nice. to think about. That is something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Drillers Ahoy? Team him up with Yaddle. <laughs> Yaddle's dead, Mason. What? Yeah. She got squashed by a door or something. What? <laughs> yeah, Duke killed her or something. What? When is the, what is this from? in Tales of the Jedi. You uh, watched it. Did I? Yeah, I think we did an episode uh, on it. All right. Yeah. I mean, she'd be dead anyway. It was a long time ago. It was Galaxy a long time ago. Oh, Yoda's 900. Yeah. Maybe Yaddle was... 12. No, that is because then she'd be Grogu. She couldn't. I don't know. Anyway, the important thing is the trailer's ahoy. Honk. This is for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Looks super cool. It does look super cool, Mason. I like the designs. They're, people have questions, though. Mm-hmm. Like, why does um, uh, Michelangelo had braces? Who did that? Probably Donatello, probably, I'd imagine. Probably a, a backstreet dentist. Backstreet dentist. Exactly. All right. <laughs> sure. I like the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I know the comparison is like Spider-Verse, but I think it... It does feel its own kind of style. But what I think what I like about Spider-Verse and we're now seeing the result of that is they're trying like different techniques and brush strokes, Mason. Yes. And I think we're getting some really interesting stuff. Yeah, like, this feels like boots. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. This feels like like a like a heavier, like a more inked aesthetic than, does, uh, yeah. than the than the Spider-Verse stuff. Like uh, just very kind of grounded and earthy, which yeah. I thought was cool. Very, very dirty New York. Love a dirty New York. It was cool, yeah. And the te- they're actual teenagers, they cast like kids because they're like 14 in this. Yeah. I know people. some people aren't happy with the April redesign, but mm-hmm. it gives a shit, quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> also, Every iteration of the Turtles is different. Yeah. yeah. And also April O'Neil in the comic books has been a bunch of different races. Absolutely. Because there was some disagreement among the creators about what race she was. So yep. she was drawn as white and black and Asian. Yep. And so canonically, it's fine. Yeah. Don't people just want to see the yellow jumpsuit and the yeah. red hair. Really. We've seen it. We've seen yeah. it every We've seen it. Seen it all and the you'll time. see it again. You will see it again. Exactly. It's going to be okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But no, I'm, uh, I'm, there's one person who's really excited for this, Mason. It's my son. He's very excited. He's a big TMNT fan. Uh-huh. Uh, so you're going you're gonna, to um, withhold it for punishment? Yeah. I'm going to make him watch the bad version. <laughs> Great. Which is the original series plus past series one. Mm. And then I'll shock him with yeah. the original movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A bunch of foot soldiers, also known as teenagers, get murdered by the turtles. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then Raphael gets, like, dropped through that skyline and... <laughs> He's nearly yeah. ready for it. Mm. He's nearly ready for it. You think it. so? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Drop him through a skylight. Oh, what? No, yeah. don't do that. No? That's, that's actually criminal. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Mason, I've been in trouble before for editing this podcast. I think I'll be all right. No, don't drop your kids through a skylight, everybody. Mm. Mason, this is by Deadline. Game of Thrones. That felt like you, were, like you were reading from a prepared statement. I am. Mason, <laughs> yes. we're in serious legal trouble. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's my deadline. Game of Thrones scribe Brian Cogman. Fake name. No, real real man. Huh, interesting. Uh, as, uh, I thought you were going to say, what did you do, Cogman, from the Transformers? I don't remember anything I said. We did this. Transformers. Yeah, no, I don't remember. So, anyway, he's been tapped to serve as the showrunner to Disney Plus's upcoming Zorro remake uh, with uh, Wilma Valderrama attached yes. to the titular role. That's from that 70s show. Is that 70s show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about that guy. Go on. Some pretty fucking weird stuff. Just have yeah. a look through his uh, Wikipedia. Mm, yeah, I I love everything about this except for him. Mm. I'm like, why is it this guy? Yeah, some He's real da- dated some very young people. Some real some rough pretty... stuff coming out of that yeah. that '70s show. Yeah, mm. and there's rougher stuff than this. Yeah, than this guy. But uh, yeah, I just I wish it wasn't him. There you go. Well, yeah. too bad because I fucking love Zorro Mason. You could unearth some rough stuff, and uh, you know. Get him cancelled. Get him cancelled. 
look, people know, Mason. People mm. know, and we'll just see, won't we? That's true, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I don't think we'll have to do anything really, I think. <laughs> yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. That's I think. right. But man, more Zorro. Yes, please. Mm. Love Zorro. I would love another Antonio Banderas movie, obviously. Mm. But I'll take any Zorro we can get, man. Love Zorro. Love and Zorro was a cat. In those <laughs> do you think, so Puss in Boots, do you think rekindled your love for Zorro as no, a Mason, character? I always love Zorro. Okay. I never not love Zorro. Okay. And I love Zorro more than I love the cat. Because a cat, it's a cat. Wow. And cats, to me, animals are not as sexy as Zorro is. You might no. think the opposite. That's not that's not what I feel or think. Mm. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. How many cats would you kill for a for a new Zorro? How project? many? How many? Yeah. How yeah. many could you get? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we could wander around afterwards. And I'm not uh, wandering around for cats. Okay. I'm not stalking cats, Mason. If you get the cats to me, I'll kill them. All right. <laughs> okay. Great. All right. Good. Good. Appreciate that commitment. This news oh, yeah. in relation to Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is via Jason Schreier, who's a very reputable source in terms of video game journalism. Terrific. Uh, Specifically Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League news. That's I right. Would assume. I love this news. Warner Brothers and Rocksteady have delayed Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League once again from May to later this year, according to a person familiar. A showcase of the game during a PlayStation stream last month was poorly received by fans. This delay also moves Suicide Squad out of the crowded release window that currently includes Zelda, mm-hmm. Diablo, mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy games. Mm. Uh, for what it's worth, a delay like this is mainly for polish, not to overhaul the core gameplay that caused the backlash. Suicide Squad started <laughs> off as a games-as-a-service and will remain one one short of a complete reboot, which would require a much longer delay. Mm. So there's all that. So, yes. that. so initially you're like, okay, so they're going to polish this game and put this thing out choked with garbage. Absolutely. Wonderful. That sounds great. That's what we live for Just here. delay the inevitable for mm-hmm. this thing that everyone yeah. fucking hates. Uh, again, no shade to the people made it. Clearly Warner Brothers went, make the worst thing that you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, but Jeff Grubb, who's another video game. Why break our streak? <laughs> Let's just make the worst things we can <laughs> and see how many we can cancel. <laughs> and then dissolve the studio. That's that fire a bunch of people. Oh, did you say that they? Um, someone leaked a Scooby-Doo Project. Don't talk about that, Mason. Okay, Don't yeah. even worry about oh, that. Great. Uh, but Jeff Grubb, though, another journalist, said this is actually potentially delayed till 2024. And as I said, as I, I hope, and I don't even know if this is possible, that they just strip all the fucking dreck out of it. Mm. This looter shooter online forever, seven different forms of currency fucking nonsense. No. I hope they add an extra currency. <laughs> real money. Yeah, real, that's right. <laughs> Put money into your PlayStation 5. Uh, yes. Right. And then mail it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. This so is Yeah, do, do you think they could you think they could do a full removal of all this no. stuff? Okay. No, I think they could probably remove it, mm. but then that that's bad and it takes years to fix. Oh, we yeah. saw the same thing with Star Wars Battlefront 2, not the first one, the second one. Oh yeah. They released that way and then for years they just chipped away at it until they fixed it. And by all accounts, it's a very Competent and good game now. Great. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, maybe just release a game that people like. We've still got this Wonder Woman single player game, I think, mm-hmm. that's coming, which uses the you make an enemy system. That's right. And all of that. So mm-hmm. we'll see, won't we? But so when, which, which company, Warner Brothers made that system? They invented it. Yeah. The or, Nemesis system. Whoever, yeah. Because okay. they've copyrighted it, so nobody yeah, else can use says, it. Okay, yeah. Right. yeah, great. That's a shame. Yeah, I agree. Might be out of copyright soon, but I don't know. Mason, this is my teacher.
After Warner Brother Discovery scrapped Batman Caped Crusader, that was the animated series with J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm. That's right, Big Ears Batman. That's right, That's Big Ears Batman. Don't make fun of my big ears. Don't, don't, why are you doing that? A decidedly man? different origin story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, super, uh, criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot, and they make fun of my big ears. But they're afraid of them. That's what I think. That's why they really, have, that's why they really make fun of me. Hope nothing comes through the window. Oh, it's a bat with big ears. That does look kind of funny. That's funny. I'm I'll, Batman now. Like the way it cut itself on the glass. I'm Big Ears Batman. <laughs> Where are the drugs? I'm Big Ears Batman. Where's Rachel? I'm Big Ears Batman. Swear to me. Harvey Dent, no. Swear to me, Big Ears Batman. I'll hear it. <laughs> You'll never guess how. It's in my Big Ears. I, love, I like this guy. I love Big Ears Batman. Me too. It changes his whole personality. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, they cancelled this. Or... You either die a hero or you live long <laughs> enough to become the villain. I'm Big Ears Batman. I like how it's just a regular quote mm-hmm. and then I'm Big Ears Batman. And, and I do a voice. <laughs> and you do a voice. But like you don't work it into the quote. Yeah. Like it's not. Also, you... I'm out of quotes. I don't remember I know, but anymore. it could have been like you die a hero and then you live long enough to become Big Ears Batman. Nope. But you don't, no, you don't do true. that. That's yeah. separate. Yeah. 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 yeah I just, that's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a cool guy, I think. I don't think he is cool. No, 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 but no. That's no. not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Warner Brothers Discovery scrapped it at one point, but Amazon have picked it up because remember – Warner Brothers have cut cost everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor Zaslav, David Zaslav, whatever his name is, came in and just gutted the whole he company. Gutted everything, yeah. But speaking of, because one of the things that was cancelled among others was Scooby-Doo and Crypto mm. 2, which was an animated, I think it was director DVD or whatever the fuck mm, streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This leaked. But we didn't even, I don't think I, anybody ever knew this existed. I think it was on a list of things. Right, right, right. Scott from NerdSync would know. He's a he big Scooby-Doo. Yeah. But this, this has been... Uh, He's always Scooby-Doing. He is always Scooby-Doing. In yeah. fact, he probably has too much Scooby-Doo material to work with these days. I agree. He's probably sweating being like... He's poisoned by it. He's poisoned by it. That's right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so this is... this is. Um, now, what, yeah, just, I, just what I like up. about this... Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I love leaked media. Mm-hmm. Big fan, Mason. Yeah, uh, when a big company and it's got whatever a caravan of garbage written yeah. all over it. No, we, we can we could never do this because mm. yeah, have to, it has to be like twenty years old to oh, even yeah, attempt yeah. to use something like this. And I know they're different departments, and this is a minor animated thing, but it makes me go, maybe we'll get Batgirl. Maybe yeah. Batgirl mm-hmm. will leak. Yes. Somebody maybe should leak Batgirl. I'm not saying that. Are you saying I should do it? Yeah, if you've got it, you I should don't leak have it. it though, no, that's the thing. Okay, I'm probably the. Like it's very unlikely that I would have it. I'm pretty low on the list of people that would get. You said very unlikely, but not completely, completely impossible. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question for you. I've thought about this. Maybe I know about a special character that it, that mentored Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I gave you a little hint earlier. In Did the podcast. you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it bigger Joker? No. Okay. Was it big? Ears it was Batman? big as Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got to believe in yourself, Batgirl. I'm big as Batman. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> I gestured to you to do the Firefly doesn't have what you have, which is heart. I'm Big Ears Batman. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will quickly do this. There was a jo- set video for Joker Two, mm-hmm. and there's bigger Joker running around. Yes, he's being he's in a sort of grey suit, I think, and he's being pursued by Jokers from his past. Two other Jokers, or it's like one's a thug that works for him or something. Oh, maybe I think yeah. it's a mind thing, dude. 
Yeah, I think it's in his mind. Because one of them has the Joker costume from the end of Joker. Yeah, but that's, I feel like, you know, he's the kind of guy where somebody would make that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I think it's in his mind. People dressed up as fucking Dharma. So this would happen, wouldn't it? The Dharma Initiative. Yeah, the Dharma Initiative. To, if, from Lost. From Lost, mm. yeah. That great I show. I think this is in his mind, but you're, you're thinking this is real. I don't care. Whoa. Uh, but I'm just saying, yes. I don't know. Okay. And you don't know. And you should admit that. Even if you're right, you didn't know, you guessed. I know. How would you leak something? What if you, you had a copy of something to leak. Because right. I, I recently did a video on when Wolverine leaked. Oh, yeah, that's right. X-Men Origins, which uh-huh. was a fascinating tale. And basically yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was Rupert Murdoch. Because these days, like even b- back then, you could probably get away with it if you were just like, I'll just go to an internet cafe. You can't. I'll be there now. for eight hours. Yeah. But, yeah, but everything's CCTV now. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have to be like, okay, well, I have to. Because it would be a literal crime. Yeah, so you'd have to... But I have to do this is what you're saying. Yeah. So I okay. guess you do USB in a public place and let someone else do it. Uh, but but also, then they could rate you out. But, well, you wouldn't, like, they, you wouldn't give it to them. You'd give it to your elderly grandmother and they wouldn't know they were committing that and crime. And they would upload Batgirl. And they would go to jail. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't want someone else to go to jail either, mm. you know. I think you'd have to do... I reckon you'd have to do... You'd have to put on a USB. I don't feel like a VPN would work. I feel like... Warner Brothers yeah. would lean on the company. And I think you'd have to do like an extremely elaborate, like crisscross the city in different vehicles. I think that's too elaborate. I think you've got too <laughs> many moving parts. Right. It's okay. like that thing where if you're going to commit a murder, you don't ask another person to be mm. involved because then one Hey, can I murder was, you? What? N- never mind. I'm big ears Batman. No? No. <laughs> I thought we were just adding it to anything. No, absolutely not. There's an art to it, James. There's an art to saying a thing in a funny voice and then saying, I'm big as Batman. And you, sir, do not have it. Oh, you don't no. have that it factor. I'm sorry to break it to That's you. That's a harsh reality. Yeah, but I think, you know, better to rip the bandaid off now, I think. Oh, you could think you could have told me after the show. Mm. You could have said, great joke, and then after yeah. the show, just go, James, I didn't want to take the wind out of your sails and derail the show. I think it's important you know because when you fall, that's when you can get back up again. I'm big ears, Batman. He didn't even have that quote. It was Alfred. He probably said it later. I don't think he did. Well, he's big ears, Batman. So. <laughs> what if Alfred was like, get up, big ears, Batman? Is that fu- Can he do that? Yeah, because that's his name. <laughs> anyway. The fact that you don't even know the rules <laughs> about whether or not Alfred Well, could... I, I was confirming it. I knew that. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I, what were we talking about? I forgot. Doing a murder. Oh, doing Chris a murder. across the city. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I would want at least a few passes because otherwise people would be like, they'd pick you up on the CCTV and yeah. they track you back to your house. Yeah, you know? fair, yeah. So That's right. I don't know. Sometimes. We're not experts here. Maybe if you've dropped like, I think to stop somebody getting in trouble, you could, you drop multiple USBs in multiple places. Mm, okay. So then it's like. They oh, and a rando picks it up. Yeah, and, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. so it wouldn't land on one person. But I think. What I don't a, want a rando to go to jail. Though. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying as well. But I think also what would happen there is they, they would be like, well, even if you found a copy of Batgirl or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have put it on the internet. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you know what we could do? Upload it to YouTube. Yeah. From my YouTube channel. That's absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What you'd have to do is you'd have to do that thing, I think. You'd have to put on you'd have to put on a hoodie or whatever and you'd have to go into a warehouse and then like 50 other people yeah. dressed exactly like you would come I'd out of I'd go into warehouse. a sports game. That's right, a sports game. And I'd be wearing yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a New York Yankees cap That's like right. everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'd get away with it. Mm. All right, I'll do it. Folks, if you're out there and you've um, thought about this or you've committed a crime, email in, let don't us know. Don't you know you did it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We won't write you out. We don't do that. No. Nah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of sh- mother f- Or... <coughs> sales. I definitely prefer... <coughs> don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify 
as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Ha! Mason, two movies <laughs> in one week? My goodness. Unbelievable. What is this, Christmas? Yeah, for movies? Yeah, for movies, two Movie movies. Christmas? Yeah. Ha! <laughs> Mason. Where's you, you said you'd get me a present for movie Christmas. Yeah, I got you two movies. These oh. are my movies. I made them both. Congrats, man. Thank you. I had a pretty good time at both of these movies. Well, that's... The highest compliment I can give. I wanted these to be bad, so oh. I'm sorry that happened to oh, you. Oh, it's a prank on me. For Christmas, your famous exactly. movie Christmas prank Christmas gifts. I made six cr- Scream movies just to make you see this one and be like, fuck, it was bad. <laughs> these are all me. Wow. It's like the ending of Scream where it's like, it was me, I did it. That's This no is so meta. Yet. No spoilers mm, yet. That's... So we'll do Scream 6 Yep. and then we'll do Scr- uh, 65 Dinosaurs. Mm. And nice. then... Uh, 65 dinosaurs, there's 65 dinosaurs. (laughs) So the budget of Scream 6 Mm -hmm. was $35 million. Mm. Uh, But THR says actually. They said actually. Um, actually. They said actually uh, that that it was only $33 million budget. Sounds like somebody swiped $2 million and ran away with it. I might have got that wrong, but who knows. But the box office returns of this, it is the best opening for a Scream franchise ever. Obviously not adjusted for inflation, but it's... $44 $44 million. It's going to take the top spot from Creed. Movies are back, baby. And I look at this and I go, we're six stories in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. what do you think the story was? Oh, man. All right. Well, here's the thing. In preparation for this. Did you watch all the scrim? I did. You did. You made it. You made it. And, l- and let me tell you this. Yeah, so I, uh, people may know, previously we watched, my first Scream movie was when we watched Scream 3. Yeah, that's right. Scream 1 for a movie commentary. I had not seen them before that. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, better. But what happened was, uh, somebody said, can you be on my podcast? And I said, sure. So I blocked out the day. And then they couldn't make it. They had to reschedule because because one of their kids was sick at gastro. Is this me? No. No. I mean, obviously it's not you because uh, what I appreciate about you, James, is when one of your kids has gastro, you're like, well, just let them sit in a pile of their own vomit and diarrhea over there and we'll do the podcast. We'll do we will content. not reschedule for any reason. 
Uh, but then I had the data myself and I'm like, I'll watch Screams 2 through 5. Wow. And I'll tell you this. Quick breakdown. Yes. You mean, yeah, tell me where you're at with those. I could, overall, I thought they were very good. I where are the highs and lows They're very well constructed. Um, well. Considering what it is especially. That's true. Who Daddy makes six that are at best okay. At worst okay, I should say. Mm. Yeah, sorry. It's interesting, on. right? Well, I think that the, you know, the very nature of them, I guess, is considering so much of it is about like, they, the characters themselves have to talk about the tropes of horror movies, yeah. slasher movies, and movies in general. They really have to t- think about mm. the plot and the reveals and who's going to be the murderer this time, et cetera. And so I guess it's interesting that they are in danger of going up their own bums a bit. Yeah. But also I think generally they have, they have to think about it quite carefully. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I just enjoy the meta commentary. That being said, I guess they could also go like, they could also reveal that a completely random person is the killer. And if we complain, they'd be like, yeah, but sometimes in movies, sometimes movies are just bad, actually. So, <laughs> and sometimes the reveal doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's movies, isn't it? And I'd have to go, well, sometimes that is movies, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. I do. I've always loved how they reflect the era. I think definitely in the mm. first three, by the third one, it runs out of steam. Yeah, yeah. I think the fourth. The zeitgeist, you might say. I, yeah, I, would, I would say. Well, that. and speaking of zeitgeists, yeah. as we understand them, the, the Kevin second Smith one. Kevin Smith is in it. Well, Kevin Smith is in it, and the second the one, one yeah. The second one ends with a with a like a full on scar song at the end. It's oh, all, yeah. That's right. Isn't the fourth one like a weird era of movies as well? Yeah. It's, um, and how the. And there's only one. It's just that one kind of odd kind of one right in there. Yeah. I mean,. I still think Scream 3 is the worst. Because you mentioned... But you kind of have to watch it because yeah. it wraps up the original. Well, you mentioned, uh, I think perhaps last week, I, I asked for recommendations if I could only watch, if I only had time to watch a few, yeah. which ones, and you said maybe skip four. Mm. Having watched it, having watched Scream 6, what do you think? Yeah, I think, look, I think it's probably more likely that you could skip three mm. because there's not a lot from three that carries over. But again, you kind of have to watch three to wrap up the... The first oh, the trilogy. See, here's what I would say. In the spirit of, like, the new Halloweens, yeah. I would say in order to watch, and having re- watched them all very recently, I would say if you're going into this, you've not seen any of them, I reckon all you really would need to watch is five. Yeah. And five. Okay, that's And fair. know what happened in Scream 1. Yep, okay, that's fair. You really only need. You don't need to know, like, every character who's referenced no, or comes but I think, back. But six has some characters that come back from five mm. and the movie six references and sort of calls back to all the previous ones. But I think the middle period ones like two through four are probably mm. not as important in yeah. the overall. I think two is more so than mm. for reasons we'll talk about. Right. But anyway, um, the story is Ghost yeah. Faces back and it's oh in the big Oh, my God. How many Ghost Faces this, this time? It's a hundred. It's not that it's many. It's a hundred. No, 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 no. It's none. <laughs> it's none this time. Somewhere between none and a hundred. The guy was just making it up <laughs> this time. Yeah. He's like, Ghostface is over there. And they're like, no, he's not. And he's like, oh, yeah. Mate, you got me. Like, you called me, me out. Yeah. I think um, I enjoy these. Mm. And I like these new ones. And I quite enjoyed this. I think I enjoyed the last one more. Okay. I think the David Arquette of it all and the Neve Campbell mm. I like. And for various reasons, they're yeah, not right, in this They one. are not in this sound. That's but right. um, I think they've got one more in this iteration. And then they need to give it 10 years. Because yeah. I think you run out of tropes. Because mm-hmm. so, now they're the... The, the self-aware movie person in the yeah. movie gets tiring and you're like, I'm sick of this. Well, like also we're in an era where they go, okay, we're at the end of a trilogy that's mm-hmm. a requel. Mm-hmm. What's next? Yeah. Well, we haven't – those movies don't exist yet. That's true. Like the, the era that 
the horror is going to invo- evolve into will be 10 years from now. Oh, who knows? Maybe it'll be quicker with the way that things mm. kind of move. But, uh, yeah, we, so I think you kind of need to step back a bit. Otherwise, it's just, yeah, it was this guy. Oh, sure. There's this girl, whatever. It just <laughs> yeah, becomes yeah. that. Mm. I think it needs to be more than that. Uh, I really liked the opening twist, which I guess we can talk about in spoilers. The That's first right. kill. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, they've done meta kind of twists on twists with kills before. Like the second movie, there's the the kill in the that happens in the cinema mm. uh, is actually and then happens in the cinema because it's like they're watching a movie based on the kill in the first movie, and then a kill happens in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. And then in this, uh, no, this one. Sorry, in the fourth one. Boy, this weekend I've seen a lot of people get stabbed and like <laughs> chucked around kitchens, just just <laughs> roughly hurled around kitchens. Well, I think one thing we probably should talk about at some point is like. The one thing that this movie I feel doesn't do particularly well is to is to illustrate like how badly a stab wound will injure you or not injure or not, you depending yeah. on whether or a gunshot wound or who you are. Who you are exactly, that's yeah. right. Yeah. It's really shot in the head is definitively dead. Mm-hmm. Good um, good mnemonic to remember is that. Batman, but No, he didn't say that. Who didn't? Mason. Yes. But and then in the fourth one, mm-hmm. remember the fourth one, the start of that is it's Fourth a, one's kind of a blur. It's to like be move, well, the, the start of that movie. The opening is like a movie within a movie within a movie. That's right, a movie, yeah. Because is, the stab franchise that exists within the scream franchise has yeah. gone met more and more meta. And this is kind of that mm-hmm. again without spoiling it, but much better. I don't think we're spoiling anything because we're rambling sure. on and on. Anyway, what do you think about the core four, Mason? I like him. Me too. Yeah. So I, so they so we've got a kind of a a next generation of. Scrim for towels. Oh, very good. Did you think of that just now? Just then off the top of the nice, dime. Nice, nice. Big Ears Batman. You wouldn't say that. <laughs> this is my iteration of Big Ears Batman. I like that. I don't like this at all. Uh, I think they're they're good. We got, um, oh, we, we should look up their names, I think. Sure. For, for, for uh, well, we've got the one from Wednesday. Jenna Ortega. We've got her, the one her, from her, the I, other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this, it's also interesting that the thing that I learned is that the, the Scream ghost face is always played by the same guy. The voice, yes, yeah, yeah. it is, yes. Does he also do the body? No, I don't believe oh, okay, so. Right, right, He's like okay. an older guy, yeah. This, one, <laughs> this isn't a spoiler, Did, but I, I think that... I hated how 3, the voice could modulate anything, mm, right. which is like a now technology. I see. It's not right. a then technology. True, yeah. Anyway, go on. I was going to say, you know, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Jenna Ortega is not ghost face at any point. Not a big... Because, like, she's three feet tall. That's true. <laughs> I think we are... But, I mean, the, the, the costume does a good... Um, yeah, but you've got to be a certain height. Yeah. So we've got Jenna Ortega, we've got Melissa Barrera. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so two sisters. Yeah, we've got two sisters. We've got Mason Gooding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we've got the other twin, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown, yeah, mm. and that's the core four. But then we've got others turning up, obviously, Hayden Panettiere. They're all on the, t- they're all on the poster as well. If, you, if you're looking, yeah. for, if you're looking for no spoilers waving. or whatever, um, yeah, don't don't listen to this. But Dermot also- Mulroney. Oh, that's right. From The Wedding Date. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Segara, who's um, he's the assistant law guy in She-Hulk. Who I That's right. Like. I knew I recognised him from somewhere. I like him a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah it was nice to see Samara weaving because obviously yeah. they sort of – And she's I, Aussie. She's yeah. like, I'm Aussie. As I've learned uh, from watching all the screen movies this weekend, they like to add in little little cameos from kind of horror – or yeah. icons or, you know, people who are known. Just a famous person. Just a famous person. And she's been in, she was in um, Killer Ready Baby, or Not. And Killy Baby, Killy, Killy, Killer Babysitter movies ah, or whatever. Yeah, First yeah. one's quite good. Mm-hmm. Second one, not as good. Ah. Um, I thought, though, yes. it could have been more New York Baby. I think mm. for a lot of it, it was like. What, just because they were in a bodega is not enough for you? 
No, it just felt like I want more streets of New York. Sure, and I know sure. that's expensive, mm. but they kind of sold this on it like he's in the subway and he's whatever. And mm. there are those moments. Sure. But it wasn't. He's getting a slice. He's getting a New York slice. Mm-hmm. And there are def- but it didn't. It, oh, he's given a New York slice. That's great. <laughs> that's I'm a real great. scram for Sal. Uh, do you want to say I'm big as Batman after that? No. You don't want to say he that. He wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. I said that. Your version wouldn't mm. say that, yeah. But no, I think uh, I don't think that's a cost thing because uh, mm. we saw that when Freddie goes to New York or whatever it was. Mm. Jason goes to New York and whatever. Yeah, you know, right. that one. Yeah. They should have saved time and and carpooled into New York and filmed all the scenes at the same time. Would have saved him a bit of money. Yeah, I did like that. Uh, I know they they threatened that uh, that this was going to be a more brutal ghost face, mm. and I think that is true. Okay. I think there are like there is people definitely getting thrown around a kitchen a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the stabbings, it's like you still see a stab and There's a, a twist. twist of the knife. But it doesn't literally and metaphorically. Ooh, ah, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything. We'll talk about yeah. like what is being stabbed in this. Depends who you are. Yes, mostly. I, I, you know, I'm referring back to that sort of happens in this as well. In five, Courtney Cox gets shot through the stomach and she's just like, I'll be fine. Yeah. And that's kind of a running theme through all of these where it's yeah. like. I think this one is particularly egregious though. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I don't also care. Sure, yeah. Because whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think all in all, like, this is a pretty consistent series because I want to lead into spoilers because there's not really much else. Yeah, I, I mean. Say here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it looks as. You know, there, there. I guess there is a lack of New York stuff, but it does look pretty much like New York, despite the fact that it was filmed in Canada. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or call the core cast are good. I think there is a fine line, especially for. Hang on. Actor name. Uh. 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 uh Melissa Barrera. No. Uh. uh Skeet Ulrich. Mindy. The actor. Ah. Uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Yes, because there is a there is a fine line between a character who's self aware about these sort of movies in these movies to. From being sort of endearing to incredibly annoying. Yeah. Do uh, so you think that's why they killed Randy in the second movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. But no, all in all, this is like, this had all the scream things. And I think, and we'll talk about this in spoilers, yes. in this series, there's kind of one more card you can play. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about it in spoilers. Mm. Anyway, I think if you like these. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this before, before uh, we get into spoilers, so no spoilers here. Did you feel like the killer was telegraphed particularly hard? I kind of, I kind of. No, I was going in another direction. Oh, interesting. Which I okay. wanted, but that's that was looking back. Yep, it's very obvious. Uh-huh. But I was so sure that it was somebody else huh. that it, I just I missed it. Interesting. Uh, okay. So yeah, which we'll talk about. Get uh, into that. Anyway, yeah. Again, if you like Scream, best movie ever. Yeah. At least watch. I would say one and five. I think so too. I yeah. think that's they're probably. But you could watch all of them. I reckon watch one. Yeah. And then Oh, watch. and they just write Neve Campbell out. They're just like, she didn't want to do this. She didn't want to get stabbed this time. Yeah. And they went, And yeah, fair, fair enough, fair actually. Enough. Yeah. 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 But you know, actually as well, if speaking of that, I feel like it was it's been a pretty effective changing of the guard in terms of replacing the previous cast with Absolutely. the new cast. Completely agree. Because obviously they it would be less impactful if they just went, you know what's a it's 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 four new people and from a from the town and whatever, and they don't have any relationship. Yeah. But they've 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 added relationships between these characters and the, the previous generation of characters yes. in a way that I felt felt quite natural. Yeah, absolutely, so, completely agree. Anyway, best movie ever. Best movie ever. Yeah. So I guess on the opening, yes, it's Samara weaving mm-hmm. and she gets lured into an alley, yes, and killed by Spider Man's nemesis, yes. 
<laughs> Mr. Tony Revolori. That's right, yeah. who I quite like. Delightful. Because he's doing a big scream. Yeah. So he goes home and he's like, I've done a big scream and my roommate, roommate and I have done a big scream. And I'm like, there's no way he's doing the full scream You can't do a movie. big scream. Because he's, again, like I said, he's unrelated to the, to the other exactly. characters. So they're not going to let just a guy doing a big scream. No. Anyway, it turns out then he gets screamed. He gets screamed. And I liked that aspect of it. And then it's introduced to this more brutal ghost face. Mm -hmm. And I was sure up until the mask came off Uh that it was going to be Matthew Lillard. There you go, yeah. (laughs) And that's why I couldn't see all the obvious reasons why it absolutely should not and was not him. Well, there's a moment where Quinn, who is um, the, the, the sister's roommate, yeah, she's like, yeah, since my brother died, and I'm like, well, it's her brother's Richie from the yeah. previous movie. That's- Obviously, it makes so much sense. But and, and also, they talk about how like and I'm like, you, you're never going to elaborate. Like nobody's going to be like, oh, what was your brother's deal? Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. Exactly. No questions? Okay. I think they might have said a car accident because like, and they also referenced in Scream Two mm-hmm. that it was in a college, and you and it's going, it's not going to be the boyfriend this time, which mm-hmm. I never thought it was going to be, and like. There's going to be uh, the killers are going to be related to the previous killer, which it which mm-hmm. it was. It's it's Scream Two again. Yes, uh-huh. and I just completely missed it. And also, but the idea that I thought that it could have been him because he he's older, he would have mm-hmm. been more brutal. Well, even when you see, and they even do the lineup of these are all the people who yes. did the scream. Mm-hmm. And he there's a picture of him and there. And it says deceased question mark. This, and think. there's also next to him is a much bigger picture of Skeet Ulrich mm. because that's the person that people remember yes. in this universe. Mm-hmm. They're like, he did the kill, he did the killing and there was another guy. Yeah, right, I right. could see how that would have been like, would have worn on him. And then he comes back to kill the Skeet Ulrich's daughter. Yes. Or also there's like very heavily implied subtext. And this is intentional that like they had a relationship, but also a romantic relationship. Mm, right, right, and he right. did it out of love and whatever. And they also, you see that the TV that, mm. that killed him. Yes. You s- later, Maybe. They, exactly. I think they're saving it for, yeah, Screen I think seven. they're saving for the next one. Mm. And there's also a moment where you see where that, like they literally just dump the TV on somebody at some point, the same TV. Uh-huh. There's a conversation about how like he supposedly died, like he implies that he, he was alive and, and all of these uh-huh, yeah, yeah. things. But I think if you bring back Neve Campbell in the next one, which I think they will do, right. they just need to bite the bullet and give her the money that she deserves for this quite frankly. Is that why she's not in this one? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I know they say that she doesn't want to get stabbed, but that's not the actual reason. No, because they're not actually really stabbing her. No. <laughs> exactly. So I think that would wrap up this iteration of the trilogy mm-hmm. of, and also the previous one. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about this, but Scream 3 was initially going to be he was alive and he was orchestrating all the killings mm, right. from a jail cell. Yeah, yeah, And he was responsible for Scream 2 and et cetera. Right. And they took that out because of Columbine or something, which doesn't really right. make any yeah, yeah. sense, but okay. And they replaced it with that guy. With that, that guy. guy. With that other guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who might be from Party of Five. Or Scrubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he might not be. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So. He's got a Scott Wolf vibe about him. But he's he definitely does, Wolf. but he's not Scott Wolf. Mm, he's not Wolf. Yeah. But I think the idea that it was the dad of the last guy, Richie, was it? Yes. Jack um, Quaid. He's from the boys. Jack Quaid. And and there's his siblings. Like, mm. I, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And But, uh. It it's, was okay. It's interesting I, the degree I've, I've been thinking in these movies, the degree to which if your relative is revealed to be a murderous serial killer, the scream. that you will snap and just be, also become a murderous serial killer. Indiscriminately. You, you, you aren't just like, 
Oh my! It's in the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's in the. It's absolutely in the zeitgeist. You're not like, oh, my son was revealed to be a murderous serial killer who slashed some people to bits. Well, that's actually bad for me. I think I'll yeah. contemplate that for a while and think about how I could have been a better parent. They're like, no, no, I'll just be a big murderer as well. I must get. I simply must get revenge. Like all three of these people aren't. Yeah. Just like, hey, he's up. Maybe let's not all be screams. Let's not do it. But they're like, no, let's all be screams. I think if you peel back the layers on. The reasoning of why they did it, I guess, like, in, in the logic of the Scream universe, it uh-huh. makes sense. Yeah. But in terms of the practicality of it, I don't really know because this guy, Dermot Mulroney mm-hmm. from The Wedding Date yes. and My Best Friend's Wedding <laughs> and other wedding-related rom-coms from the 90s. Absolutely. He was a cop yes. whose son did some Scream murders mm. and that's not – why they wouldn't put him on this case. That's true. And he would be – I don't know. I just don't think that this any of this. But do would, they know? Do the police know that they're related? Well, I guess not. Mm, yeah. Because I, and there's a moment where you think that the roommate dies, uh-huh. but actually, Scream dragged a body, a fake body of somebody mm. else up the stairs, and yeah. And I guess maybe she kept the body in her room. Until, One thing I would like to go if if I had more time, but I don't because it's so many hours of movie to go back and rewatch these and, and figure and, out who killed who. Yeah, the people have done it. You don't need to do. No, that. I meant that. <laughs> Oh, like which screen? No, did like Ghostface. Yeah. Like did Ghostface kill him? No, I meant go back in, go back and rewatch and see when the the scream killers yeah are mugging for the people around them, or if they're mugging for the audience. I had that exact thought because yes. in five, Richie is like in a room by himself watching the stab movies. Yeah. For research, and then I think something happens, and he's and you see him be like, oh, "I'm surprised at this happening," and it's like. Yeah. I don't know if you should be surprised. Who are you reacting to? Are you assuming everybody's looking at you all the time? Yeah. I mean, for safety purposes, maybe. Mm. But there's often, I again, I, I wonder how much of it you'd watch it and go, oh, this still holds up. Or if you would watch a character who's supposed to be, who you know, is we don't know they're the killer yet. Yeah. And are they are they reacting to stuff around them, you know, with surprise or yeah, just for us? Well, to exactly. throw us off the scent. I think, and I had this thought about the entire concept of wearing a mask in this. Mm-hmm. If you are going to lure someone in an alley and stab them, yes. you don't need to dress as anything. That's true. And I guess the thought is that if they get away, then they don't see you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But I think often when they go in to do a big murder, they know they're going to do a big murder. Right. Uh-huh. And they can just, I mean, they all take their masks off at the end anyway. That's true. These things are always revealed. So just the idea of wearing that mask in a lot of these situations mm-hmm. Like if you go to kill Courtney Cox, mm-hmm. you can probably just do it. Sure. You don't yeah. need to do the mask and the uh-huh, whole yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But I guess you could also use a gun. You could also <laughs> use a gun. Save a lot of time, honestly. And that's another reason. You have to source those weird knives. Yeah. Where do you get them? I've never seen one of those <laughs> in real life. It's sort of like a filleting knife, but yeah. it's not. I don't know. Yeah. Like a fishing knife maybe. Mm. I don't know. I, I, that's another reason why I thought it was one of the, the like the original Scream Killer, one of them, is because – it's an old mask. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's more, you know, again, it's like mm-hmm. he's, and it is his mask. Like one of them is wearing his mask. That's true. Yeah. I think it is too protective of the characters though. There's a moment where one of the core four mm-hmm. gets stabbed one So many times, times. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. In a, in, and also Melissa, God, I forget. McCarthy. No, not Melissa McCarthy. From is Thor it Melissa Thor. Barrera? Hang on, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, the lady. Yeah. yeah. In the previous one, she stabs Richie like, 20 times. Yeah. And then, I mean, she shoots him in the head, sure. Mm. But he's he wasn't coming back from the stabbings either. But in this, yeah, you're right. The the um one of the core four 
is stabbed a hundred times, probably by two scream killers. Two screams. And he's left for dead and he gets no help from anybody. Yeah. And he bleeds out while the remaining of the action the remaining action takes place, which is probably fifteen minutes. Yeah. And then at the end they're they're like, Oh, it's so sad, everybody's dead. And then the the paramedics are like, We got a guy who's not dead. You didn't check on him? Yeah. Wow. I think they because there was the complaint that they shouldn't have killed Randy in the second one. I think that has bled over into these modern movies. Should they have killed Dewey in the last one? Yeah. Okay. I think they should have. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think it's it's okay at this point. Even mm-hmm. though I think he is like a missing presence because I like him. Yeah. That gave that movie, and they even talk about this in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they well, give very it, much. They up. give it weight. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, Mason. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to have to kill at least one, if not more. I think they'll kill one of the core four in the next one. Okay. They'll bring back Neve Campbell and they'll bring back Matthew Lillard. Do you think Neve Campbell will die? No. Yeah. Because I, I think they'll right. probably want to do the – the Jamie, um, what's her name? She's in the Halloween movies. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis thing. Mm-hmm. When yep. she's grey and short-haired or whatever. That's right, yes. Or living in a mm. weird... Or grey and long-haired. Grey and long-haired, that's Super cool. That's, that's what she did. True. Mm, yeah, yeah. True. Uh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, one of, which one of the... Core? I probably... the. You know what? I reckon it'll be the one who knows all the law. Because oh, they yeah. killed Randy. That's true. Well, so, they're both nephews, uh, nephew and niece of the, the law. And that works well, doesn't but it? Yeah. As some sort of parallel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love parallels. Mm-hmm. I love parallel thoughts. Mm. Just in the zeitgeist. How did you feel about Skeet Ulrich as the, the presence inside our main character's head? I don't know what they're doing with that de-aging thing anymore, but they need to fix that. Are they even de-aging him? No. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I thought. They just, they've just given him a, yeah. a 90s boy band wig. And a thick coat of paint. Mm, thick but coat you of can, paint. That's a pretty through on a reflective surface uh-huh. with a deep fake. Yeah. I don't think that's an expensive effect to pull off. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh-huh. I Well, see, it's interesting though, because I feel like he in her head seems to be more of a force for good than anything. Yeah, well, it's not him. She doesn't no, know him. True. She doesn't know him. That's true, yeah. You're right. It's not him at all. So mm. it's But I think it's odd it. that, she, that he's like, good on you, slugger. Get yeah. out of there. Yeah, she's got like a subconscious. No, I know, but shouldn't he be evil? No, because huh. it's like the version that wants her to do murders and survive. Okay, I guess. It doesn't want her to die because if she dies, he dies. No, I know yeah. that, but I feel like he should be, I don't know, I, I feel like if he's supposed to be the spirit of Billy Loomis in some way, shouldn't he be like, you should kill that guy. You should kill just that rando. What about that? Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't know. Mm. I, I, think he, I think they've leaned far too far into like, well, like it sort of it feels like a retconning of that character. Yeah. You're like, well, actually, sure. actually, he's all about vigilante justice and getting revenge or whatever. Yeah. But he was just a murderer. But again, that's that's mm-hmm. her. That's it's true. Her, it's re- anyway, Kittridge, what are you doing? Yes. The worst psychologist. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Uh, scared. Terrible. Get out of here, Kittridge. Get out of here. Is yeah. he? Does he have grey hair in real life, and they've coloured it in for Mission Impossible: New Mission Impossible? Oh my goodness. Or what's his name? Have they greyed him out, Henry Czerny? Henry Kazerni. Mission Impossible 1 cast because I can't spell that Mm -hmm. because you didn't say it right. (laughs) Kazerni. Yeah, he'd be like at least 60. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's he's greyish. Okay, right. Oh, no, he's a bit darker in this one. Not bad. I don't know what to make of this. (laughs) It took me a while to to figure out who it was Uh because he had a beard. Yeah. So this is. He looks like James Cameron now. Yeah. Uh So, yeah, he's he's mostly Mm greyish. Cool stuff, Mason. Very much so. Um, yeah, any, all in all, scream away. I like the bit where they did the double knife uh-huh. clean. Sure. That was uh-huh. great. Love mm. that. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Second movie? Yes, please. Time for 65 dinosaurs. Mm. I did count them. It is 65. There are 65 dinosaurs in this movie. That's terrific. It's not true. You're in the cinema. Everybody, shush. Shut up. You're making me lose count. Is that the dinosaur from earlier or is that a different dinosaur? (laughs) I have different hats on. So I'm going to say easy. there's 65 dinosaurs. I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm a big liar. Budget of 45 million. Box office uh, probably around 11 million. Not That's a great bad. opening. No. But it could make this back. Mm-hmm. I feel like there could be enough goodwill in this okay movie. Interesting. To, okay. Uh, to carry it. Yeah, and right. I think it's in, uh, they'll probably do better on streaming. Mm. I think the uh, – okay – I think, tell me what the story is. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. So anyway, they just lay it out on the table. It's not a trick. No. It's not some sort of time thing. I saw a few articles that are like, Adam Driver revealed the big twist. And it's like, he's like, it's not time travel. Yeah. That's in the trailer. I know yeah, yeah. that. Okay. So uh, 65 million years ago, uh, humanity didn't exist, but there are human-like aliens out there. Yep. One of which is Adam Driver. Adam Driver is from planet No Universal Healthcare, so he has to be a space bus driver. Seems that way, for yeah. For frozen people. That's right. Uh, well, maybe he's more like a space Mr. Whippy man. He might be. Yeah. Yeah. He has a particular set Folks, of skills. Mr. Whippy is, a, is an ice cream truck in Australia. It's not a <laughs> just sex. One. It's not it's a just sex. one. It's not a sex tr- thing. It, it, it's probably also a sex thing. It also be a sex thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he has, to, uh, he has to truck some frozen people across the galaxy, it's maybe. going to take him a couple of d- years. But, I mean, they're alien years. They have years. Maybe it's two weeks. Maybe it's one day. They have, they have kilometres and they have years. And guns. They have <laughs> guns. They have guns with a little ammunition counter on the side. They're backpacks. Probably an inconvenient place to have an ammunition counter. They have great haircuts. They do. Yeah. They, they have, have balls e- they that have the, blow up. They have the English language. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's, he's flying his ship through, a, through, a, uh, through the space. And then he encounters uh, some unexpected asteroids and they hit the yeah. ship and, and, he, and, he, um, and he crashes the ship into the planet and is, uh, he finds a little girl survivor. Yep. And they're like, we're going to find, we're going to get to the escape pod. There's okay, escape pods over there. We're going to get to them. He says to her, do you remember the road? Do you remember the Mandalorian? Mm. Do you remember the last of us? That's right. This is a situation where I'm a dad and I'm going to get you somewhere. You're my Grogu. Get it? <laughs> Your Grogu. Now jump on. That's right. Yeah. We'll do a little run. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's dinosaurs though, so you've got to watch out for that, don't you? You do, because yeah. it's Earth. Mm-hmm. The, okay. So here's before we get into that, so you've been saying to me in the past, yeah. and I'm sure you've said it on this podcast, uh, that you don't like the idea that the Jurassic franchise has a lock on dinosaurs in movies. Nobody yeah. puts dinosaurs in movies anymore because people are like, oh, it's just Jurassic Park. Yeah, and blah, I know blah. there's knockoffs and whatever mm-hmm. there's. Velocipasta and yeah, sure, sure. dino Velocipasta, but it's the other kind of yeah. pasta. And there's a- Godzilla, et cetera. Mm. And I know there's also wonderful documentaries, et cetera. Sure. But, yeah, the idea of like an action dinosaur big budget franchise mm-hmm. has been largely unexplored. That's so true. Not totally, but, uh, but for the most part, you know, King Kong, Etc. We see yeah, yeah, bits and pieces yeah, yeah. of it, but so the idea of this yes. to me is very exciting. Mm-hmm. I love like the cast of this. I love the concept. I love mm-hmm. the aesthetic. I love the way it's shot. I love the way that it's ninety three minutes or whatever. Yes, but it just doesn't. There's a lot of like these parts they're trying to get together. It's interesting, to be, to, and I feel like it's. I just wish it was great, and it's not great. Okay. It's fine. I just wish it was great, Mason. Would you suggest that? It is pretty formulaic, given that yeah. e- even though it is, which is that's all I was going to say. So, like, 
some I saw some people in the internet recently that having a big old, having a big old a big old moan about how like how can how can Top Gun Maverick be in the running for best screenplay at the Oscars because it's just a bloody just a bloody action movie because it's it? the best version of that. That's what I'm saying, right? So I think there is value in formulaic if if it's an yes. interesting setting. I think you can kind of get away with a I fair, was fairly with, like, formulaic with Top script. Gun. I'm like I knew exactly what it was, and it delivered yeah. it like. Pitch perfect. But I think you're absolutely right in the sense that this movie, it was there were there were moments in it that were shocking, but there were not they were nothing about it was surprising. I yeah. think it had a, every like action beat you'd expect from a a Mandalorian or or just at the road or like you know every at every given moment leading up to the finale, I'm like, well, obviously this is going to happen, yeah, and then there's going to be a a turn here, and then it's going to come back full circle. Chekhov's then. acid blowhole. Exactly, that's all happening. But I thought, generally speaking, you're right. I like the I like the casting. I like the relationship between the dad and the, mm. the the kid. It might even be an editing or budgeting situation, okay? Because I think there's some moments where, like, they relate to them in scenes which I don't. I think aren't necessarily in the right order. Okay, like he warms too quickly and then he cools off immediately, yeah, right. uh-huh. and then it comes back, and then he's mm. like, "You're my daughter," and it's just yeah, kind of right, right, right. And on top of that. And this is probably more of a budgeting thing. It's kind of Dino Light as opposed to Dino Might. Nice. That one I wrote down. Nice, I love that. And I think also in terms of You're like You're a real Dino Fatal. <laughs> you. There's moments where you know, like he's they're pursued by various dinosaurs Flem or whatever. Fatal? Yeah. If you imagine one of those spitting dinosaurs. Yep. Yes. <laughs> mm. Spits like that. But I say the Dino Life to me, the Dino Light felt effective. Yes. But I think I don't think the scenes in between because mm. the original Jurassic Park is very Dino light. That's true. But the scenes in between didn't. But it's also Dino light. That's true. I came up with that. That's great. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> but the scenes in between mm. aren't interesting enough. Right. Where it had me going. When's the next thing gonna happen? Right. Okay. And so that I I think that maybe they should have had because the, the so it's Adam Driver and Ariana Greenblatt who's little Gamora. Oh yeah, right. I had to look that up. Uh, and maybe she doesn't speak English, whatever the alien version mm, of this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. have that. You're not speaking alien English. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. My translator's not working. Alingish. I don't nice. know. Yeah. Do, do, do you, so there was kind of that disconnect, and I guess there was an idea of, well, they're going to form this bond that's stronger than language. I'll tell you what I like, James. I liked the fact that the dinosaurs were scarier than Jurassic Park dinosaurs have been in years. Yes, I'd agree with I that. I felt like the, you know, there are just moments where, like, you'll see a, uh, you know, early on a little dinosaur attacks Adam Driver and it comes out of nowhere and he's struggling with this thing. He doesn't know yeah. what the heck it is. Yeah. And it feels so different from, you know, especially the later Jurassic World movies where people just see little dinosaurs and they're like, whatever, I don't yeah. care. At the end of the last Jurassic World, they're at the Lincoln Monument or whatever the uh, fuck. Yes. And Sam Neill's like, Shit, there's a little dinosaurs here now. Mm. I don't think I'll ever get used to this. Right. Anyways. Everybody um, else has. I'm the only person who has, hasn't gotten used to it. Those little kids over there, they're used to it. They don't care. It's like seeing pigeons. That one's that little kid's kicking those little dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I thought the dinosaurs were effectively scary. Yes. I, in, in my mind, I felt like the, the the fact that they were sparing was was quite effective. Yes, I, I understand that. But again, it's the in-between stuff. And I mm. also, there was a moment where I'm like, maybe this movie is missing like the, the, the majesty of seeing a dinosaur. Right. Because a lot of the best Jurassic Park scenes are 
it's really just the first one mm. where you see a dinosaur, you go through a big gate and mm-hmm. you're experiencing things that you've never experienced before and there's the terror but there's a lot of like wonder and awe. James, there aren't any big gates in 65 million years. No, I, know, I, I understand you that. The, sh- I mean, the, the ship, mm. the ship had a big gate I guess on that's it, sort true, of, yeah. didn't it? Mm. But, but then, I, but then I, I, I don't think that's a, a valid criticism or even relevant to this movie mm-hmm. because the angle here, like you mentioned, is He's never seen anything like this. Yes. To him, they're monsters. Yeah. And so he's he's dumped on this planet. Uh-huh. He's got no frame of reference mm. for any of this shit. It's just horrible whatever's uh-huh. attacking him. He doesn't, like, for us, if we were in this situation, mm. I mean, we wouldn't survive, obviously, but you'd be I'd like. I'd survive. But you'd be like. I'd, th- I'd thrive. <laughs> I'd flourish. Oh, that reminds me, um, in, uh, in Scream. I'd simply defeat Ghostface. I think, like, okay, I can. Have, what would happen? I think is, um, he would he would attack me with a knife, yeah, and I would easily dodge the knife, and then I would counterattack in a way that you know incapacitates him. And that would be the first scene of the movie. Yes, precisely. Yeah, and then you'd demask them and say, "That's right." Yeah, I would simply em- do that. You're embarrassing because what I think happens a lot of the time is they 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 incapacitate Ghostface and then they run away because they're scared, and I yeah. simply wouldn't be scared. Or rattled in any way, and I just unmask them. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the same rule applies to this. I would simply defeat the dinosaur. Okay, well, look in a debate. If <laughs> in a recent debate, though, that's an invitation. If you're out there and you're looking for someone to do a big scream on, Mason's probably the perfect target. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like us or a person from Earth in this universe, yes, has an idea of what this is. Yes. Even if well, obviously we've never experienced dinosaurs in real life, you kind of have a rough idea of what. Something how something like this might go. This is like a horrible, violent alien situation yeah, for yeah. him. It's like xenomorphs to him. It's like mm. whatever, you know? Anyway, yeah. sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say, um, relating to something you said earlier about the development of the character and where, you know, sometimes he he the kid is his child and sometimes he hates the kid or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel like there was no... There was no room for character development with the character. It's not like he was a deadbeat dad. No. It, I think I, th- I mean, you know, not to say that it has to go this way, but I feel like perhaps it would have been a more effective character arc if he'd gone into if he'd gone into this adventure as kind of a deadbeat dad. He doesn't he has to do this or maybe he's away all the time and the kid misses him all the time. And yeah. then he learns the value of spending time with the kid. And then at the end, uh, I don't know, he brings the kid with him and your family, something, kids. something. Yeah, he's got two kids or whatever. I don't yeah. know. But in this, he's just he was a, he's a good dad. Yeah, and he just has to take on another kid in this alien environment. And boy, does he! Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, here's something I like about it. I think aesthetically, it's great. I love mm-hmm. all the kind of alien-ish designs for things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like a bunch of like kit bashed crap, which sure. I, which I love also. Uh-huh. You know, it's like with Star Wars, it's like, well, I, that's a whatever. And, you know, mm. you can definitely see elements. He's wearing a backpack and you're like, that's sort of familiar and yet alien at he the same time. He bought that at Crumpler. <laughs> he did. But uh, I I think there's also like a really good amount of like wet. Yeah, that's a Jan Sport backpack. <laughs> there's a good amount of like wetness. And, Carhartt backpack. School, I don't have any more. School backpack. School Standard a, school backpack. He's wearing those big bulbous school shoes <laughs> he's come from school <laughs> there's a there's a good amount of like wetness and grime in the universe mm. this is clearly to cut down on budget i guess this is to cut down on budget this is all real locations mm. seems for the most part there's probably there's obviously some moments where that's not the case but you know they're trekking through a real forest that's and, true you know and it, or it feels like a real cave even though it wouldn't be there's like a there's like a 
almost like a heavy kind of mist over everything a lot of the time, you know, mm. which I which I enjoyed. About yeah, though, it. I mean, it would be it would be a more humid humid environment. I guess environment it would back, be. back in the day. And yeah. It's it, in mm. when there's sixty five dinosaurs yeah. around. <laughs> back in nineteen sixty five. Yeah, when I assume this is set. I think another point of a mist that I didn't love is there's kind of a there's like a showdown at the end, but it felt kind of almost random. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. And I think right. there should have been maybe a through line of like one particular enemy that he had faced, mm. and it's sort of that, but it's but it's not. Yeah, right. Look, we'll do some spoilers. I think it's best movie ever, mm-hmm. but I was I I I'd be lying if I said I wasn't disappointed. Well, see, that's the thing. Considering I, who's in it, who, yeah. who, who, who directed it, and I again, who I did direct it. Uh, some of the guys who did some Quiet Place writing. And oh, stuff. okay, right. I'm gonna say best movie ever as well, but I think I liked it more than. He, you did because I think you had more. I feel like in the in the weeks I was leading pretty up to this, hyped. yeah, in the weeks leading up to this, you you were definitely very hyped and like Scott Breck, Beck, and Brian Woods. Mm, I feel like some weeks we wouldn't do two movies, but I think you were so hyped for sixty five. You're like, we're going to get this in. No, I, I'd still, I'm still, I'm glad we talked about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not mm. sad, Mason. Mm. I'm happy, but I'm I'm also happy that this movie cycle this month has some movies in it that aren't franchise based yeah i mean scream six is obviously but Dungeons uh, and dragons mm-hmm. another uh shazam yeah none of these mostly. none of these these are all non-franchise movies well, all right one of these is a non-franchise <laughs> movie i'm grasping at straws all right and it's not doing well <laughs> no i agree with that and again mm. in concept great yeah i'd love to see another one don't know if they can. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about why. Spoilers. Mm. Yeah. There's a big comet. Uh, it's the comet that wipes out the dinosaurs. That's right. Uh, Haley's Comet. Uh, he, he, he arrives the day before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think necessary to have that. It's the big comet is coming. I like that a lot. I thought that was great. Oh, because it's like you don't need a reason to leave. No, that's true. Because there is a reason. Mm. It's a horrible fucking place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's big bugs and weird But caves. I love that, again, if you think of this as like a schlocky kind of 80s movie, I felt like that was very yeah, very appropriate. I'm like, yes, that is that is a perfect tick, ticking clock. Because <laughs> I feel, also I feel like. It could have been a power source. It yeah. could have been the ship is coming mm. to pick him up and whatever. And it's only doing one lap. It's in one lap. I couldn't see him. Had to get to the signal before whatever. I don't fucking know. Mm, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The space bus was coming. Yeah, the second I, space bus. And it makes bus. for a literal explosive finale, etc. Yeah. But no, I didn't. I don't know. I guess mm. in terms of like schlock, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I think if it was maybe sillier than even. I don't right, know. Yeah, yeah. Just... more of a more of a um, more of a swashbuckling you... adventure. No, I don't know. I don't even know okay, if that's right. true. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, his daughter died. He's from planet no universal healthcare, as mentioned. Mm-hmm. So he has to do a big space mission. That's right. And uh, to save his daughter, uh, but she dies regardless. Mm. And they reveal that pretty early on. But I don't know whether they maybe should have. They probably should have saved yeah, it for a later I, point. Yeah, I wondered that as well. I felt even at, there was a moment there where before that uh, revelation is sort of solidified. I'm like, is this a dream sequence? Is yeah. this his fears that she will die? Yeah. Because I was like, how is he getting these messages? There was a, it, it was quite vague in terms of how long this trip was it was supposed to take 2 years and he's at the halfway point but then he organizes an emergency beacon and then the then Someone the, else is the rescue ship is going to be there almost immediately where was that ship i guess some i guess it's like a it's like a transport space bus space laneway okay, that they're yeah, in maybe, i assume yeah. a splainway a splainway thank mm. you and then, so there's a moment where they're in a cave uh-huh. and there's a big dinosaur there and oh, it goes, yes. boo, nice. and he goes, ah, and they run into the cave and then they fight a different dinosaur that goes, boo. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they before they go in, he shoots the dinosaur in the eye. <laughs> and then later, yes. 
they're trying to launch the ship, but it's upside down, uh-huh. and they have to fight two dinosaurs. That's and right. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is the dinosaur from earlier, and it's wow, a, you said. Yeah, I said, wow. Um, this is the dinosaur from earlier, and it's yeah. bought a mate. Mm, that's right. Because uh, they're mates. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. His mate's rough as yeah, guts. He's even kill, rougher. They killed those ones. And then a third dinosaur And then it up. turns out it was this other one was the one from earlier. Yeah. And it just felt like I think maybe you could have dedicated time to making this the one. Because I liked also it was like a big runny one and it was mm. good run on its front hands yeah, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claws. And then it leads it into an acid pit and it gets sprayed once and that's fine and then it gets sprayed in the face and it acids its face right off. Mm-hmm. But even that, like she jumps forward and stabs it with the whatever, like that was all good mm-hmm. and that's why I think I wish they had focused on maybe that dinosaur more as right. like a, a, a nemesis. nemesis. Mm. And which is kind of like the Spinosaurus, I guess, in Jurassic Park 3. Maybe I that's think, why they didn't do it. Well, then they should have. Uh, so, yeah, you know, mm. you know. I reckon maybe it was a logistical thing. They're like, okay, well, we need – we need one dinosaur to tip the escape pod back around and we need another dinosaur to do this and that. Yeah, that probably dinosaur. Made sen- probably made sense in the production side. I'm sure when they were thinking about it, it made mm. sense at the time. Also, three dinosaurs spookier than one dinosaur. No. Whoa. Because also they clearly built that model mm-hmm. for the daytime right, as right. well. So yes. it could be shown in darkness and in light, mm-hmm. whereas the other two were like wet and in the rain, which is That's fine. True. But why not focus on that one and then a bunch of little dinosaurs? That's true. Maybe a triceratops. Because sometimes life doesn't work out that way, James. I liked how they pulled that dinosaur out of the muck and then it got eaten. I like that too, yeah. That's the kind of grossness I can get behind. Mm -hmm. More of that, please. Anyway, can they do a sequel to this? Because the comet hit the earth and at the end there was a montage of how cities That's right, yeah. I I thought that was quite a little novel credits Mm. sequence. It wasn't like what's coming next. It's just like... It should have been... The, the credits should have ended with modern day Earth and then another one of those Adam Driver's alien spaceships coming down and Adam Driver's in it and he's like, I'm back for revenge. <laughs> I'm still around because of time dilation, I think. <laughs> I live for a million years. I'm sick 65 of million years. Yeah, sorry. that's right. Yeah. Anyway, capitalism fucked him up, didn't it? <laughs> that's true. That is, yeah. that is undeniable. What? Whatever they have in space. Spapitalism. Spapitalism. Which is space capitalism. Yes. It felt like that scene. James, I think the listeners know at this point what we're doing. What's that? Putting things together. Yes, that's right. Everybody's. This could be someone's first portmanteau, Mason. Mm. I think also Their first what? Portmanteau. Okay. Sure. What did I say? I guess that's close enough. What is it? Portmanteau. It's oh, did tea. I say portmanteau? Yeah. yeah, I meant. You're like, thinking of mando. I always knew. Mm-hmm. I just said it wrong twice in a row. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I think also the scene at the start on the beach felt like an extra bit tacked on. Mm, yeah, right. Because okay. then I think you could have started with the ship open there. Right. As opposed right. to like, your daughter's sick and we don't have health care. But if you do this trip, it'll only be two years. And mm. it's an easy scene to film. You take it to a beach, you change the color of the sky to pink. It's true, yeah. It's easy done. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I don't know that's that was right. necessary. Yeah, you could, that's that's right. information you could have. Could have done that down at Port Ferry. Could have done it at Port Ferry. Could have done the Gilda Beach. That's right. But you could have done that. Could have done it at Williamstown Beach. Could have done Williamstown Beach. You could. There's. The coast of Australia, mm. east coast in particular, right. there's beautiful beaches. You could do it near the Twelve Apostles, <laughs> and you could be like, "Those are alien." And there's only things, seven apostles. Five of them fell yeah, in the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. we count things differently in, in this planet. Certainly do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Seven is twelve. That's right. Yeah. But I think that's information that could have been revealed uh, mm. in a better way. Okay. 
through like memories and journal logs and messages mm-hmm. throughout the movie. As a series of audio logs that he finds over the course of his mission. Exactly. That, he's, that have been scattered throughout the wilderness. Because of the ship because crash. Because of the ship crash. Thank you. Yeah. You understand me, Mason. Mm. All of the all of the frozen people could have had could have left various audio logs and we could have learned about their lives and their quirks, you know? <laughs> we certainly could. Boy, beep. boy, the food on this pl- pl- ship isn't too good. Plus I can't eat it because I'm cryogenically I'm frozen. frozen. They didn't freeze my mouth though. I'm going to run it all day. <laughs> In a way, I'm like a bloody frozen dinner, aren't I? Boop. Hey, Adam. <laughs> Did you hear me? Yeah. Put a strawberry in my mouth. <laughs> Space strawberry. Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, next segment of the show. Yeah, it's called What We Reading. Whoa. What are we going to read? Whoa. Yes. I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? Mason, it's episode 469. Nice. That's right. And this is where we talk about things we're going to watch, Dinner read, for listen eight. to, or have. <laughs> 469s. I guess it is. Yeah. Or 469. Like, how many is that? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Yuck. Jeez. Mason. Yes. Uh, what are you, what's up? Well, tomorrow I'm going to watch nine episodes of The Last of Us. Because <laughs> we might do a. We might do a video on it. Yeah. yeah. Now, colleagues, if you're hearing this, you don't have to edit that video. I'll make it an audio YouTube video. You don't have to worry about that if we do it. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to watch nine because tomorrow I'm also going to watch, which is today, mm. Dungeons and Dragons. It's not today. Oh, it is it? It will be, yeah. Okay, terrific. At Dungeons and Dragons is doing screenings for like one session. Yeah. And it's out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a, this is happening the world over, so you might be able to see it. Yeah. Um, and apparently – it's great. People are saying it's pretty and good. who knows what that yeah, means. Right. But the fact that they screened it this early and they're letting the public see it is a very they good They have some sign. confidence. As we've, as we've mentioned pre, uh, previously on this podcast, the most accurate representation, at least of the movie studio's opinion of a movie, is how early the, the, the media screenings are. How early the media, how, how far in advance the, movies, the media screening is. Mm. Uh, before the general release. Yeah. Because sometimes we will be offered tickets to a movie, like advanced, is your, your media tickets, and it's the day before the yeah. general release, or the day of sometimes, yeah. and it's like, oh, this movie's bad. Yeah, and not always. That's yeah. not always the case. Sometimes it's to stop spoilers or whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and the fact that they're letting, like, people see it makes me also think that they think it's good at the very yeah. least mm-hmm. and that, word will get around in the general public because people don't like critics. And I've experienced that. Uh-oh. Uh, some people tell me that I'm dumb. That's why we call ourselves cultural commentators now. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're very la-di-da about it. Anyway, so as, la-di-da as about two it. people who have watched the original Dungeons & Dragons movie recently for content. That's right. Oh, man, I would love a good version of that. Cause Be nice, right? Jesus Christ. Currently on the Rotten Tomatoes, the most 100%. accurate aggregator. 100%. No, 92% currently. Oh! It's gone down. 13 reviews, 92%. That's still good. Still fresh. Yeah, but I'd take a a 50% good Dungeons & Dragons movie, Mason. That's right, as opposed to a zero. Yep. Yeah, terrific. The other thing is, Claire's been away for the weekend, so I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I've downloaded the Resident Evil 4 demo. Oh. Because I hope to get this game, if it's good. Mm -hmm. I've played it many, the original, multiple times, including recently I got on the Switch again and went... (laughs) Have they modified the... 
The controls? controls? Yes, the... the whole thing has been rebuilt. Okay. I mean for the one you played on Switch. No. Okay, this still I mean, they've modified it for modern consoles, but it's still basically okay, the same. Right, right, right. I think you can tweak it, whatever. But So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays. It's the bit where you first go into the village and there's Chainsaw Bagface Man. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember Chainsaw Joe. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm really interested in checking out two things I haven't yet this week. That's exciting, And yeah. then I think next week is Shazam, isn't it? I think it might be. And yeah. that's also screened and people say it's good. So, but again, early days, et cetera, we'll see. Cinema so is back, baby. Cinema is back and it'll never stop. But that's not even true because everything might go to streaming one day, Mason. And that's the dream to stay at home. Yeah, Shazam's out this week. Shazam 2. Terrific. Yeah, I hope so. We're going to talk about that next week then. We will. Mm. Anything else or should we move it along? Uh, I'm trying to think of anything I haven't allowed. I've been watching. Oh, we got a, we got a we recommend a comic Kickstarter thing. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. We nearly so, forgot. Friend of the show, Chris who does a great YouTube channel called Comic Tropes. We've mentioned it before on the podcast. Love it. It's it's, it's like when we sort of half remember a, a, an old comic book storyline or, a, or a, comic book, a comic book creator of the past or something like that, except... He whole remembers. He whole remembers the whole thing and he's got receipts and everything. Yeah. It's delightful. Uh, I would it's got some personal anecdotes that also are very relevant, like you might know a creator involved or That's you right. interview a creator as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what I would recommend... Uh, I might have recommended it before, but I'll recommend it again. It's about the history of the Hobgoblin, yeah. which was the the successor to the Green Goblin in, in in the Marvel comics. It was a character who had a secret origin and a secret identity that was going to be revealed in the future, uh, but due to various uh, pieces of office politics and backstabbing, the identity of reveal kept changing and sort of behind the oh, scenes that's fun. until it was like the last fun. available option that made no sense and then it got retconned decades later. It's really interesting. So people should check that out. But speaking of Chris from Comic Tropes, he also yeah. uh, is an illustrator, a comic <gasps> book illustrator, and um, he has a second channel called Pros and Cons, which I don't mm. know if you've watched, but uh, he'll talk about the news of the week and while he's doing that he'll be on uh, a tablet or, a, or an artboard. and a he'll, be do- he'll be doing some art. He'll be doing some uh, penciling oh. or inking or something like that. He'll pick a character. Maybe it's relevant to the week. Maybe it'll be Morbius, uh, who's, you know, always, always relevant. And he'll, he'll do some work on that, and that's very interesting. But he has been he, – he's drawn a Vampirella cover. Mm. So there's a new Vampirella series coming out. Vampirella, of course, being the uh, kind of the, the, uh, the cheesecake – uh, lady Vampire from the Planet of Draculon. Perfect. He's done a cover for it, and it is a classic tropey cover mm. in that uh, it's a sort of a Crisis on Infinite Earths, Superman holding Supergirl cover, except it's but... Vampirella being held aloft by a, a, a gorilla. Because that is the classic. <laughs> That's how they used to do it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's a video Chris would have about uh, how the, the comic book industry discovered that sales went up if they put a gorilla on the cover. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's done exactly that. And so it's part of a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, if you want to get that extra special uh, comic tropes cover, I do. You can follow the link, which is probably in our episode description. Oh, very good. It, it will be in there. Thank yeah, you so nice. much. Uh, so yeah, that's well worth checking out, and just channels in general. Also, he was. A, people might find this story fascinating, and I watched it a few weeks back. He was. He was one of the real life superheroes. It's right. like put on a costume and go out, and not to beat up people. Yeah, but like you do good. And, like, nice things for people. That's right. And help people who are in need and, like, provide food for the homeless. And he's got some really interesting stories about the, also the kind of characters that that yeah. attracts. Did he meet that guy? You know, that, main, that guy, the main yeah. Guy, yeah that you should main, watch it. It's the one really... that gets all the press, yes, that guy, and then that it turned guy. out he was <laughs> had some issues. Some yes. serious issues. There's a, I mean, a lot I'm of... not talking about issues of a comic book. No. I tell you that much. I'm, I tell you, it's very odd. God, odd, odd, odd there's guy. a lot of, like... The people that he talks about, like, are great mm, yeah, and yeah. good people. But then there's, like, 
maybe there's some racists here too, oh, no. and et cetera. And, you know, anyway, mm. that's his story, and he, and he <laughs> has told it, and it's fascinating. Yeah. So check uh, out that channel, check yep. out that Kickstarter, I think. Absolutely. Really cool stuff. Yes. Mason, I think it's letters time. It's time for letters. Ow. Classic one was the letters. Who was that? Was that Tim Allen? That was Big Ears Batman. No, it wasn't. He wouldn't be surprised in that matter. Don't just smirch. We're going to hear right now. We're going to do letters. The legacy of Big Ears Batman, <laughs> who I'd forgotten about until you mentioned it moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, letters are here. If you want to get, if you want to, what are you doing with letters? If you want to get in there with some letters, email us at weeklyplanetpod at gmail dot com. I do, or find us on Twitter hashtag weeklyplanetpod, and we'll find it. I think that's great. We'll bloody find it, all right? I tell you that much. It's actually very respectful what you've it's done. Very there, respectful. And so, what we've got here for this week for letters uh, is um, uh, uh, our letters, and I've got one. Do you have one? I've got two. I've got three. No, you don't. I do. Good. That's great. I'm very happy for that. It's delightful. Thank you. I appreciate Why don't you it. kick it off? All right. So this is from Ian Walker, and we got a few people sent this to to us. It says Red Dwarf episode confirmed. Mm. I'm going to put this in the big news, but nobody actually likes Red Dwarf. It's just us. <laughs> that's it's right. Just us, isn't also, amazing? this preemptively this counts as our Red Dwarf. Ep- yeah, that's Red right. Dwarf, our Red Dwarf episode, but it can only count as one thing. It can't be your one bit of news. Oh no, so that's two times, Mason. Oh no. <laughs> I don't actually care, though. I know it's you don't. Is the um... I want to see what you veto <laughs> is what I want, really. You should give me infinite vetoes, I'm... then. If, we ha- if I give you infinite vetoes, we have zero podcasts <laughs> is what happens there. Because you'll be like, here's the news, and I'll be like, here's a funny. No, it's not. I veto it. <laughs> we get through the news, and then I'm going to bed. 14-minute <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was the official announcement. So do you, want, do you want to talk about the the background of Red Dwarf? Oh, here comes the Red Dwarf episode. Here we go. <laughs> well, so Red Dwarf, the, the TV series, was created by two guys, Rob Grant and Doug Naylor. Correct. And they uh, they presented themselves sort of through the press as a as one entity, yeah. as Grant Naylor. Yeah. And basically they made the first six. It was like Tommy Hilfiger. It's like Tommy Hilfiger. Who might be just one guy. It is just one guy, yeah. But if you was... You picked the worst example. Okay, I'll give you another example. Okay. Britney Spears. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Great. Britney and a big pile of spears. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow is a woman and then a, <laughs> a, 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 a creature of Pack the sky. Of crows. Yes, yes. <laughs> on. Just one. Just one crow. Yeah, she's, her name's You're not right. Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, those so you 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 bail you you pulled you pulled Morgan here. Stanley. Yes, yes. Turner Hooch. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Oh, okay, right. Oh, yeah, Red Dwarf. <laughs> so they created the first, I believe, six seasons of the TV series together and two novels, yep. uh, and then their partnership broke down in some way. Now I don't know the details there. I assumed that they just were like, let's go our separate ways. It seemed that way initially. But it seems there's some sort of legal issue here. Yeah. Mm. And so one of them, yes, they both wrote separate books. They did, yeah. So if you read the original Red Dwarf novel, mm-hmm. uh, it separates into two timelines. Yes. And they take different time dimensional. <laughs> One's better than the other. Are they, but they're both okay from memory. I didn't mind either. They're of them both, neither of them is as good as the, the first two. I novels. would agree with that. Yeah. And some would also say that, the show has never really recovered since they some kind of might say that ways, sure. which I think there has been some good stuff in there since uh-huh. even the more the recent stuff. But this, but, but, but one of them has been involved and one of them hasn't. Yes, right. And I did. I thought that was just because one didn't want to do it. Mm. But it seems that might be just a legal thing, right? Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So anyway, go on. Well, that's all I have. That's all. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> their their partnership fell apart. 
Yeah. Anyway, so now Rob Grant and Doug Naylor are delighted to announce that the ongoing dispute over the Red Dwarf rights have been resolved. Moving onwards and upwards, Rob and Doug hope to launch separate iterations of Red Dwarf across various media, working again with the cast and other valued partners and wish each other the very best. Smoke me a kipper. Red Dwarf will be back for breakfast. Okay, here's the thing. Yes. What a fucking wild decision to arrive at. Right. Not to make something together. But separately. I mean, God damn. This is like... Divorced parents asking the cast to their, their children yes. to pick which one they want to live with. Are they going to be? Are they going to go to the core cast and be like, "Well, I'm going to be. We're going to be filming this show on this day, yeah, and and the other guy's going to be filming on the same day. So you got to pick one. Yes. Are they going to do? Are they? Well, Danny John Jules, who plays Cat, uh, who's on, he's very active on Twitter. Who under the under this like was just like arguing or just talking to people about the show in general. Like uh-huh. some people are like, I don't think it's very good anymore, and he's like, well. I don't think you're very good or whatever. Nice. He's, he's, it's nice. his right to do that. That is classic cat. Yeah, yeah. very catty, yeah. Uh, also, he's probably an old man now, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's 62. Um, d- does this mean they're going to be – is this going to be a reboot? Well, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like – Live service game? Separate movies. Mm-hmm. What does this look like? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to – I don't know if this is going to have legs, you know? Well, it's survived so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, may, I, I, if I had to guess, I would say reboot. Yeah, maybe. Or – we do. I hope not. But maybe, what if they? Yeah. I mean, the fact that the core cast kept doing the series would maybe suggest that they were, if they have, if they were on the side of one creator, it's the one that keeps doing well, the maybe show. Maybe you just, just want a job. Man. Maybe you just want the job. Yeah, maybe people like it. Uh, I mean, bloody Chris Barry doesn't need the job. He did the British Empire. James. He did do the British Empire, and he was in at least one Tomb Raider movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah, um, and Crichton got to do the American reboot. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one guy is going to keep on going with this version and the other guy is going to do a reboot. Yeah, or maybe. Maybe they're going to take a crack at another American version. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I mean, I hope. Maybe they're, maybe they're picked turfs. Maybe one guy's like, I'm staying in England, you can go to America. Well, I, another guy's like, well, I picked J.K. Rowling if we're picking turfs. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Now that's catty. Yeah, that's catty stuff. <laughs> nice. So there you go. Mm. Uh, that's our Red Dwarf episode. That's right. And uh, that will You're be the, welcome. That will be the end of it. Mm. Someone one day will edit all these together. If uh, people out there have any ideas of what it might be, yeah. maybe if somebody's got some insider information you actually or you know, just want to guess. You if know. you actually know, well, that would be great also. That would be actually But I'm always up for more. Like I've watched every single thing. I think mm. I've read all the books. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of it isn't great, but I mm. will not stop. Red Dwarf point and click adventure game. Yep. I would love that. Yep. What else? What else would you love? Yep. Sorry, my mum just messaged me about Easter. Um, <laughs> Video game? Just said does that. it lend itself? To, I mean, point and click, maybe. Yeah, 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 I yeah. just think I just want to just want to see where it goes. Maybe at this point, because they're getting old, mm-hmm. maybe you could kill do them all. A, kill them all. Maybe yeah. you could do a reboot, separate timeline reboot, mm-hmm. whatever. I know. Like that, the, I mean, it's probably not a great idea, but because I'm several seasons behind. Yeah. Do they lean into like present day sci-fi tropes? A and little stuff bit, like that? but not as. Much. What if they did like a? I mean. Well, what if they did like a Star Trek Kelvin timeline? Yeah, thing? yeah, absolutely. Re- you get a reboot team. Yeah. What you could do is you could get you could have a a reboot, like a timeline with a new younger cast. Yeah. And you could keep some of whoever wants to stay on. Yeah. And there's some sort of there'd be some sort of time slip incident or a time slide incident. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. then maybe some of the old cast stay on and some of the new cast yep. stay on. I think it's um also the idea that they're still kind of doing the same thing. Mm. Like there was. There's definitely points where they 
change characters, they mature, like mm-hmm. Lister, you know, he you know, he has a love interest and point. Rimmer seemingly gets better at times. Crichton's personality evolves and mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But I don't think they're doing that as much anymore. It's just we're stuck in space again. Yeah. And I just think it needs to move forward in some right. way. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it definitively ends. I don't know. I mean, the thing, though, is I, I feel like the first, especially maybe like the first two or three seasons yeah. were – it wasn't really about the plot. It was really that kind of weird situation. The, the weird situation, yeah. Then the odd, you know, the the two the two odd men out kind of mm. buddy comedy kind of thing. Yeah, maybe go back to that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's I think what a lot of the new stuff is, but it's also weird because they're all sixty. That's true. Yes. So I don't I don't know, which is yeah. why I think maybe yeah, that reboot is not a bad idea because you can go back to the basics, mm-hmm. whereas the sixty year olds are still doing like Lister's eating a vindaloo and. <laughs> Anyway, what else, Mason? Uh, okay, here's an email. I love email. I know, me too. I love them more than you, I think. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Uh, this is from Anthony. Yeah. Uh, hey, James and Mason. And little James, if he's still alive. Canonically, he's, he is still alive. Still alive. We yeah. don't know where he is. That's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a position you don't want to be in. Yeah. A little freak. I did see him fashioning a little scream mask. No. So, uh, I don't know. You said you'd survive it. What do you care? It would just be some time out of my day, you know. That's true. You know? What if he gets you at like a stop sign or something? <laughs> Maybe. That would be bad. Yeah, that would like be bad. a spider gets into your yeah, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, anyway go on. You're going to find like an envelope or something and slap him <laughs> around with it. Uh, Anthony says, I've been a big fan of the channel and podcast for so many years Yep. Uh, that you guys usually make my top ten list of best friends. Thank you. You're very welcome. Sometimes I wonder why I'm interested in films, but then I realise my father worked as set decorator on films from the mid-90s up until the early teens. No way. Such classics as Bad Boys 2, Year One, and my favourite, The Losers. Oh, my goodness. Having a peek behind the curtain at a young age sometimes affected the viewing of certain films. Um, Yeah, I guess it would. I think this is a hypothetical question, but I think it's interesting. How do you navigate watching a movie for what it is while having the production notes going off in the back of your mind? Mm. I... I guess the, the, if you wanted to generalise the question, it would be like, how do you enjoy a movie for us, I think, as well, yeah. if we're like being like, I'm breaking this down for plot and I'm breaking this down for yeah, continuity errors. and If it's good mm. or even if I take the time to switch off and actually yeah, yeah, focus yeah. on something, uh-huh. which is difficult if it's bad, yep. then none of that matters to me. Mm. It all kind of disappears and I yeah, just kind yeah, of yeah. like just lock into the thing that's happening. But I think maybe, look, I don't, I've never worked on a, big film set. So I'd imagine it would be different if I was like mm. a professional editor or, you know, I could, if I had any discernible skill I understand, that sure. related to the making of a movie, I'd you, probably you take said me it out brother. of it. Yeah, it'd take me out of it. But yeah. I, again, if it's good mm-hmm. and I'm kind of locked into it, it doesn't really bother me. But I also don't mind watching a movie and being like, oh, that's interesting, I'll remember that, or, mm. oh, that bit, I, that's bad and I can't wait yeah. to talk about why. I think modern movies, it, it's a rarity when they're so egregiously bad in terms of set decoration that I'm like. Yeah. Like, you remember we... It's more like, look at this shit green screen. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like when we, the last one I think, and I, I, I believe it was deliberate, you remember we watched Malignant? Oh, yeah. And it was kind of, everything was deliberately kind of... Weird and... And unfinished, all the yeah. sets were unfinished. Yeah. But I think movies these days. And big. Felt big, weird, big yeah, rooms. It did, yeah, it did feel like weird, big rooms. <laughs> I think these days, I, you know, if. Because, and so much of these movies now, it's kind of. They're, they're, they're filmed on sets as opposed to on location now. Yeah. That 
the production design has gotten so good at that sort of stuff. Though. Absolutely, mm. I agree. So no, I don't. I don't really have a problem with it. Um, but I understand why people do. You see that in people with reviews who like have either been doing it for a while or have more film industry experience, and they can they struggle to appreciate things and whatever. Or not even that's not even the right word. I don't know the thing that we were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mason, this is from Benson Maid who says. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. What a month of sequels we've had. Ant-Man, Puss in Boots, Creed, and now Scream, all mm. focused on some sort of legacy slash dynasty. Dynasty. But how would you rank them? Who handled the continuation of legacy the best? So Ant-Man, Puss in Boots, Creed, and Scream. I would say Puss in Boots, mm-hmm. probably Creed, Scream, Ant-Man. Okay, well, I haven't seen Puss in Boots. But that is number one. Okay, then let's assume it's number one for no, me. No, it, it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Ant-Man is at the bottom. Yep. I think it's a it's a race... It's a race to the middle for Creed and Scream. Ooh. But again, I am I am new to the Scream franchise. It's true. Mm, I think just personal taste, I'm going to put Scream above Creed. Okay. I just think the... But that's not because it's a bad movie. You just enjoy the Screamiverse. I enjoy the Screamiverse. And I think it, it's... Overall, I think they've handled they handled the the overwhelming metaness yeah. quite well in a way that it could have. I mean, and that probably explains why it's they've kept making them. Yeah, they're, you know what? I'm going to do the same. They're, de- I like they're very they're very decent quality, and it's a it's and a, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they've handled it very well. So I agree. Yeah. But we can definitively agree that Ant Man is on the bottom of that list. Mm-hmm. What uh, else, here's an Mason? email from Connor. Yeah. Hey, lads, love the pod. Long-time listener here from Western Sydney. I've been listening from the day my schoolmate Josh forced me against my will Thanks, uh, Josh. To listen to, uh, for listening to the podcast. I've since finished school, finished uni, and I've gotten married. My wife Tiff and I are currently enjoying celebrating our three-year wedding anniversary in your local Melbourne. Oh, my God, that's, that's where, where we live. Uh, we are currently enjoying the abundance of cafes, reading comics, and calling out, do you know Nick Mason at every tram we see? How's that going? Uh, we wa- we're wondering, are there any spots you guys would recommend visiting? Oh, wow, Mason. Mm. I've got so many lists of things. Go on. Uh, Red Rooster. Go to Red Rooster, absolutely. As many as you can get to. Yeah, they yeah. changed the chicken in the flavor app, which I'm not happy about. Do you think they don't have Red Rooster in Sydney? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. What else do you think? A porto chicken. Oh, not bad. A porto chicken. Yep. Uh, a you- grilled. You got a grilled. I fucking hate grilled. Wow. Shit burgers. I quite like them. And they I'll take, take the sponsorship and if you're listening to grilled. They take too long. And they're like, these are kind of healthy. Then why do they, like, at least make them taste good? Then why does this one have a syringe in it? Yeah. You know? Exactly. Ow. Ow. I love heroin, but not in my burgers. Right. Yeah. Mm. What else, Mason? Uh, for real? Do we, should we do it from real? Yeah, okay. Uh, how, is it, do they do 10 or 12 packs of nuggets at McDonald's? <laughs> Which one They do 10 it? and 20, James. Do they? Yeah. It used to be nine, it used but to they be up nine. There. Yeah, when yeah. I worked there, it was nine. Yeah, I yeah. think I've told you this, but I could tell the weight yeah, how yeah. many nuggets were in there by picking it wow. up. Brilliant, brilliant skill. That nobody <laughs> if there was needs. some sort of Indiana Jones tomb trap <laughs> that involved you swapping out a precious <laughs> idol for a nine a, nuggets, a, a for, of nuggets. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. I think. Because I, I was there when they changed over from nine to ten. Mm. Did they jack up the price? Probably. Oh, I'd love to know. I'd love to ask me. I can't. That's right. Because I don't know. I think if you went back in time and you asked <laughs> you. teenage you about the price of nuggets, he'd punch you. Yeah, and not know. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for real, though, I reckon you should go to Acme, the Australian Centre for the Moving Image. They're doing a... Oh, yeah. They have an exhibition on Marvel costumes right now. Do they? Yeah. From the movies. I think some of it is Thor, Love and Thunder, which is a... a you love Thor, Love I and Thunder. I don't. It's bad, but I'd probably like to have a look at the costumes. What were you thinking? What was I thinking of that you loved? Was I thinking of Thor, Love and Thunder? No, I don't like that movie. 
it's bad. Might be thinking of Thor 4, the movie that you love. Oh, that's the same movie and I don't love it. Interesting, mm. interesting, interesting. Um, I think after that you could probably go to uh, Brady O'Reilly's. Nice. What nice. else? What's good, Mason? Mm. What's good in the city? The oh. aquarium. I love the zoo. Sydney's got a great zoo though. Mm. What else? But probably not our assortment of just <laughs> freaks. Yeah, just 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 freaks and leftovers. Yeah. What's good in Melbourne? I don't know. That's a great question. IMAX. No, they have that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um they could visit the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh no, that's <laughs> yeah. That's where they're from, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's art, there's art shows on. You yep. go to the art museum, there's always a concert. What's it called? The art center. Yep. You go to the palais. Yeah. See some live music. Yeah, that's right. Coffee culture. Yeah, that's good. All of these I think things. All those things are good. Um, mm. You could lend them your copy of Thor 4. I don't have a copy of it. I have a copy of it. You could boot it up on Disney Plus. I know you've started, so it's probably ready to go. I haven't started. If that's the thing you can so do. so mad. All right. Well, do you have another email? No, that's all the emails. I got one more. It's from Johnny Yabes who says, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. We'll do this now, Mason. Okay. Uh, because, but we will do a versus episode. But why not throw this in? Hey, James and Mason, just wondering that uh, that Pedro Pascal is the most famous person now. Uh, who would win the fight, Joel Miller or Din Jaron? Joel Miller would murder the Mandalorian. Do you think so? Absolutely. Again, I haven't watched The Last of Us at all yet. He's a... Just a monster of a man. Okay. Yeah, especially it was for like if he had good re- – not even good reason. He'd just do it. How would he do it though? Just shoot him. That Doesn't that, under man- the neck. Doesn't that Mandalorian have a bulletproof suit? Yeah, he'd get him under the he's neck. He's got one of those he's bulletproof smart, zeitgeist. Man. He's so smart and he's got old man strength. Okay, all right. And he's like there's a reason he's alive in that universe. The only reason – Can the- he fly? No. but the only Then reason he's the- going to be dead. And the only- okay, okay, I'm going to slightly spoil the latest episode. Of the right. Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm going to do it right now for oh, you. Oh, is he incompetent? Not a big, yeah, he's always incompetent. Yeah, no, I like that show, but he's a yeah, fucking yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember yeah, the yeah. times the Jawas fucked him up? Jawas. Embarrassing. Remember the time Jars? Yeah. How I many, can't open this jar. How many times has he, like, just been shot in the armor? He's just mm. like, I'm running into. He's an idiot. And yet he's lived. And yet he's lived because he's got plot armor and literal armor, mm. right? And he's probably got Grogu on him. So he goes, that's true, but he goes to. The mines of Mandalore. Okay. To dip into the water to replenish himself. Mm. And he's wearing his big heavy Mandalorian armor. I probably would have taken the armor off. Well, he can't, can he? No. Because he's a fucking idiot. Mm. And he steps in and he sinks like a stone a hundred feet and he has yeah, to be rescued. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Mm. He's an idiot. He's a big idiot. And again, I like the show, yeah, yeah. but he's a fucking idiot. He is a big idiot with a flamethrower though, isn't he? Yeah. But I th- also Joel. Is Joel Mil- fireproof, is he? No, but Joel Joel. Miller, mm-hmm. oh, he's got such a normal guy name, doesn't, doesn't he? Though, I'm yeah. like, just someone I know. He's, he's he'll, he'll straight murder somebody like immediately. Like the Mandalorian would like you want to have a conversation, and he can draw fast or whatever. But mm-hmm. he's not like a ruthless, relentless, like survivalist killer okay. psycho, right. which Joel is. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, maybe my opinion- I know they both have a little person to look mm. after, but nah. Yeah, yeah. Who'd win between Ellie and Grogu then? Ellie. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, Grogu can sort of do the force, but you don't know what you don't want. You don't know what's behind Grogu's death. That's true. Probably, there. actually, it probably would be him. Yeah. yeah. See, I feel. Look, maybe my opinion will change when I watch The Last of Us, but I feel like you know he probably has that drive to survive and live, but he doesn't have that wrist thing that shoots out a million missiles. <laughs> <laughs> but neither does the Mandalorian sometimes. Yeah, I guess when he forgets, he has. Joel's it. also not a guy that would you'd immediately attack. Okay. Oh, because yeah. he looks like a regular guy. He looks like guy. a guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. Anyway, mm. he's crazy. You should watch the show and then you'll know. Okay. Yeah. Mm. He's a loon mason. Is he more of a loon than he is in the game? Probably. Wow. He probably kills less people. Huh. Because in the game you kill like a million, a million people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, but he, the, the way he kills and his reasoning for killing is like it's more impactful, I feel. Mm. Though he's yet to hit somebody with a brick. So we'll see. Yeah, nice. There's one episode I haven't watched yet. That's right. He's been, hold, he's been holding that brick <laughs> the entire season. He, throw, he keeps throwing it up yeah. in the air like it's a baseball. <laughs> and he's like, one of these days. Bam. Moon. You go and get bricked, baby. Bricks to the moon. That's right. What's up, mate? What are you, an old phone? Because you're going to get bricked. <laughs> what are you, a um, computer and you've put some malware on it? Because you're going to get bricked. Blue screen of death. And by bricked. that I mean brick. That's I'm right. With a brick. What are you, an uh, old Xbox? Because you're going to yeah. get bricked. What are you, uh, uh, oh, by that I mean current Xbox is 2003 or something. What are you, an unfinished brick wall where there's one space left for a brick? You're going to get bricked. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. Mason, let's wrap up the let's show. Let's wrap it up, folks. Thank you so much for listening but to the podcast. But not before oh. we wrap up the show. Sorry, go on. Wait, what? Just wrap up the show. Okay. Just like you're trying to gaslight me. Yeah, <laughs> Mason. Regular light. I'm shining a beacon. I love that. To help you get to the Very light. nice of you. Folks, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you for telling your friends about it because uh, that's how we get new listeners. And thank you for leaving a five-star review on your podcast catcher of choice. James, you got any reviews there? Yes, this is from Drugo96 who says, five stars, by the way, which you can do in-app, any app that you're listening to. Uh, Werewolves in Melbourne. Wasn't sold at first until I realized the two hosts were werewolves. Pretty obvious when you know what to listen for and gives them an interesting perspective on today's agricultural issues if you can get past the fact that there's no new episodes during a full moon. Oh. Great point. Isn't and that? review, I like that one. That's right. And this is from Luke Pearlberg, who also gave us five stars, which automatically means I like this one too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Best comic Even book Even more movie. than the previous one? I like them the same. Interesting. Best comic book pod, movie podcast out there. Get ready for Red Hot Comic Book Movie News Anima because these two silly boys are shooting it every week. That sounds too rude, but I'll take it. Damn, son. Uh, if you want to get into contact with oh, us, Mason. Yes, go on. Could you is just wrap it up? Line? Yeah, it is. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Folks, uh, if you want to get into contact with us, you can go to weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com, at Facebook or Twitter at Bandcamp. You can go to the Weekly Planet pod discord and reddit and also the planet broadcasting great mates facebook group if you want to have some fun nice discussions ah. about podcasts and pop culture they're there for you tell you that much i agree uh if you want to follow some people on the social medias first follow our friend rob collings who edits this podcast How and puts all sorts of cool it? stuff in the show notes and uh, goes the extra mile you can follow him at raw collings, raw collings on twitter and also at the weekly planet on twitter if you want all sorts of weekly planet news if you want to follow me, you can go to Wikipedia Brown on Twitter and Nick Mace on Instagram. James is Mr. Sunday Movies everywhere. everywhere. I'm going to be appearing on some live shows during the Melbourne International Whoa. Comedy Festival during the month of April. I'll remember to talk about that next week and maybe put some ticket links awesome. in. Awesome. I'll talk about that up top next week, maybe. I like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. Chuck in a buck or an amount you would not miss. Uh, or yeah. if, you got a, if you're a big time big spender, go to bigsandwich.co. Sign up for a year, nine US dollars per month. You get uh, bonus podcasts, movie commentaries, early videos, ad free podcast feed, all sorts of stuff. Very reasonable. Having a great time over there. The Flashpoint Paradox commentary. That's right. Uh, that was a fun one to do. I agree. And movie to watch. Big wide men. Big Wide men, mm. wide faces. That's right. Faces wider than their chests. Mm-hmm. Superman probably in that. Yeah, yeah very, very well. Skinny fella. Go on, though. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, if you want to buy a T-shirt, you can go to tpublic.com. Search for The Weekly Planet. Thank you to The Brute and The Basilisk and Rackham for all our musical themes. I agree. I believe that's everything. It is. Next week, Shazam probably. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what we're going to watch. Nice. And uh, by all accounts, it's good, mm. but will bomb. But uh, <laughs> both of those things can change. That is true. And I hope they do. I hope it's bad and it does extremely well. <laughs> that- <laughs> that'll teach him. That'll teach everyone. That'll show them and that'll prove us right probably somehow. Uh, Wasted all the contradictory things I've said. Just pick one of those. We'll be right somehow. That's right. Uh, cool. All right. Thanks, everyone. And grab that, Jimmy, guys. We'll see you next week. Can't wait. <laughs> we have a laugh track. I'll never use it, but uh, there you go. It's all right. I hear it in your head all the time. It's great. All right, let's go. I think he's bad. <laughs> still going? Yeah. It's still lit up. There we go. We calibrated it to, you know, how funny everything we say is. <laughs> So obviously it's going to be long. That makes sense. That makes there sense. should be an, and at the end there should be a clip of us going, guys, stop, Come stop on. laughing. We got to get on with the show. God, yeah, we got to go home at some point. That's right. Oh, speaking of, go on. We should actually wrap up. The oh, show. <laughs> mate, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.